Hello everybody and welcome to Game List for October of 2022. My name is Jake, aka Jake Twitchin. This is Colin, aka Colleen underscore. What's going on, dude? Oh, you know, man. I'm just playing games, being a gamer. You're just playing Destiny. Don't don't front, bro. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. That's a game. We'll see who's it's covering what for game. recent releases and see who's just playing a bunch of Destiny. <laughs> <laughs> I normally start the podcast the same way, but uh, what do we have for housekeeping? Anything for the gameless podcast? Nothing too crazy. We'll have uh, um, we'll have some things coming up at the back end of the show. I guess the most important thing to talk about up front is that if you're if you're fiending for more gameless content, we'll have some uh, streams and reactions coming up in the next couple weeks. So I'll be doing uh, reactions for Need for Speed trailer, Pokemon trailer. Um, Nintendo Direct tomorrow for the Mario Brothers movie. We'll talk about all that soon. That'll be on my channel, Jake Twitchin. Over on Colleen's channel, Colleen underscore, we are going to be preparing for our spoil list, which will be coming up in the next couple months. And uh, you and I are playing through what? Colin, tell them. Final Fantasy VII Remake Intergrade. Specifically just the intermission mission. Episode but... intermission, yes. The Yuffie yeah. content, baby. The good stuff. Uh, really looking forward to that. So that'll be really fun. So a lot of content coming for Game List on both of our individual channels. And of course, our Game List channel at Game List Show on all platforms. Pretty awesome. The one thing that we were going to mention that I guess we'll do it at the top of the show. We want to get the community involved. We've got listeners. We've got viewers. There's at least 100 of you motherfuckers that are listening to us every month, which we really appreciate. Uh, we want to engage you a little bit, and we want to see what your game of the year is. So obviously, we talk about our game list every time. We want to hear your game list. So whether you're watching this on YouTube or listening to it through a podcast app, however you're absorbing this, go to YouTube.com. Find the Gameless Podcast. You can find it at Gameless Show. You can find it at the Jake Twitchin channel. You can find it at the Colleen underscore channel. There's links. You'll be able to track us down. Find this episode. Comment your Game of the Year list. Just let us know what it looks like going forward. Uh, every month, we will go through those, see what other people are claiming as their Game of the Year, and try to involve that in the show a little bit. I think it's a good way to uh, gauge. And then at the end of the year, we'll have that full breakdown. So we'll talk about your lists on a month-to-month -month basis, as well as our game list on a month-to-month -month basis. I think it's a, I think it's a good way to get everybody on the same page. See, it's, it's yeah. not just a two-person show. It's everybody who's listening. Everyone's got a goatee list. Let's see what yours are looking like. Let's Goaty. get to the good stuff. Let's get to something that's not making my game of the year list that maybe made it in 2016 or 2017. I don't know. Who could tell? Today is October 5th, which means yesterday Overwatch 2 launched. You got a history with Overwatch? Uh, I played Overwatch a little bit. Overwatch 1, I think I got into it about two years ago. Hmm. Okay, so I was an Overwatch 1 guy from launch. Super hyped off of it. And... Yeah. I actually played Overwatch 2 at BlizzCon uh, three years ago, the last BlizzCon that was in person. And uh, I have the same thoughts on it then that I did now, and it uh, sure does feel like Overwatch. It is a new free-to-play experience, but uh, really it's just kind of, uh, I don't know, slightly upgraded graphics. Some It feels like patch content, you know, when a game comes out yeah. and it's our big 2.0 patch. But... In all reality, outside of naming it Overwatch 2, it is just a patch, I guess is what you can kind of boil it down to. They're not charging anybody for it. In fact, if you own Overwatch 1, you get all of the content that you had for Overwatch 1 and more. If you're a new player, it's free to hop in. 
I think overall it's a step in the right direction for uh, a franchise that was massively popular and has been waning in popularity since. So I don't know. Initial impressions, pretty good. I, it's worth saying that it's been a pretty tough 24 hours for this game. It literally servers went live yesterday around 3 PM Eastern time. It's 3 15 PM. Now first 24 hours have been tough. Uh, a lot of issues logging in. You downloaded, but didn't try to get in yet. Is that true? Um, I downloaded it so we could play together, and mm-hmm. then I realized you had already played. Yeah. Um, and then I deleted it. Yeah, because, I get it. Yeah, I just when, saw people waiting to get in a match. And I'm like, I'm not gonna sit here and wait to play a game. Like, I'm, yeah. If, I, when, if I've got time to play a game, I'm gonna play. Once, once it's like readily available, maybe worth hopping in and easy to get into a game and whatnot. But it came down to like I started the install at like 250 i ended up trying to load into the game for three hours while i was just kind of passively working on other things and then by the time i was able to like i had my pc trying to log in the entire time and then i had in a little window my playstation 5 and then all of a sudden my playstation 5 popped and i got in so i was like okay i gotta i gotta capitalize on this i gotta get in here and just like stream it while I can. I hopped on, I streamed three and a half games, about 45 minutes of content, and then spent the last 15 minutes trying to get back in after it disconnected me, and I couldn't. So I just called that a uh, Overwatch 2 demo. Posted to YouTube if you want to check it out. But outside of that, um, I spent the remainder of the night trying to get in on PC. Eventually I was able to get in in the evening time. Once it was like 11 p.m., I was able to pop in for a little while, but again, still not very reliable. Still having a pretty tough time, but I don't know. Yeah, it's Overwatch too. It, yeah, I I don't I don't understand why they didn't just patch the first game and make it free to play. But they kind of did. So it, it's actually really weird. It's like Overwatch One's file got rebranded as Overwatch Two. So despite it, it it's going back to what i said kind of at the top of it it really is just a patch so like if you want to play overwatch one right now you can't and if you put in if you were a ps4 overwatch player and you had the overwatch game of the year edition disc and that's how you played overwatch right now if you put that disc into your system that downloads the patch content in addition to your disc content for overwatch 2 and overwatch one is no longer in existence so it is a patch like for all intents and purposes it's just a weird naming convention and i think it's getting knocked for it it's creating conversations like this which is i think the basis of the problem you know there's there's a lot of confusion into what this game is and what it offers and it just lends itself to i think more negativity than it deserves you know um i think if they would have just called this overwatch 2.0 it might have solved a lot of the fucking problems like that i think that is a better way to explain what your game is like i know the 2.0 is just two but at least it screams patch content you know um i the waiting queue and everything was like thirty thousand people yeah um i don't believe that for a second man like i do i i think they're lying i saw somebody on twitter say oh we got ddos attacked it's like yeah Nah, bro, you just got bad servers. Dude. That's also probably the case. I mean, for 15 plus years since World of Warcraft come, came out, there has not been a smooth launch from Activision Blizzard at all, yeah. I don't think. Or at least from the Blizzard end of things. I'm not sure how Activision does with like Call of Duty. It's been a while since I've had a day one experience with a Call of Duty like that. But it's something that they're they certainly okay. get knocked for all the time. 
is those launches and those server programs. I don't think the number is false, though. I think there's enough people that are hyped up. I mean, viewers on Twitch skyrocketed to the top five again. People are interested in the game, and I think I, what I often underestimate is the appeal of free-to-play. People that have been hearing about Overwatch yeah. for six years hears that there is a sequel. I think that casual number is pretty impressive. And in well, the world, the wide world of gamers, I think 40,000 is not that much. And, like, you're... You know, we were watching, I was watching someone last night try to play Overwatch, and they were like, 30,000, 20,000. Shout 10, them out, that's Sonic Gamer. Yeah, that's Sonic Gamer. I didn't, I didn't, yes. <laughs> um. Anyways, so he was, he was working and trying to play, and then he would get down to one or whatever, and it's like, okay, we're loading you into a match. Uh, Just kidding, you're back as 30,000 in line. Yeah. Um. So it's literally just people, <laughs> it was just 30,000 people, I guess going in a circle as soon yeah. as one person got in front of the line they got sent back to the back and repeated. absolutely there Over was there was a lot of that it was not it wasn't thirty thousand people and then those thirty thousand get in there's another thirty thousand sitting behind them there was connectivity issues server issues login issues account migration issues one thing that we haven't talked about is this new like basically their two-step verification platform which has caused all sorts of problems where you need a phone number to play like to authenticate your Overwatch 2 or your Blizzard account that's been converted from your Overwatch account. However they've decided to do it, I know that the big issue is that you need to have a postpaid phone plan. So it's basically, if you don't have a phone from like the big guys, the AT&T's, Verizon, T-Mobile, Sprint's, then if you were if you're using like Mint Mobile or Cricket for example like or one of those like you know pay as you go type SIM cards your phone number is not valid in the eyes of whatever third party uh has been licensed to take care of this authentication from Blizzard so it's caused ridiculous. it's caused quite a few problems and then again that vocal I don't want to call them a vocal minority but that number of people that our Overwatch 1 players that have that sort of phone, all of a sudden they've paid money for Overwatch, they go to play Overwatch 2, which should be free to them because they've already paid the entry fee. Because of their phone plan, they can now no longer access the game that they enjoy playing. So, again, we can sit here and knock on Blizzard and, you know, we, we haven't even talked about how shitty of a fucking company Blizzard's been over the last few years, and apparently many years before that. So, there's a lot of reasons not to play Overwatch 2, but, uh, yeah, and it, you went to the BlizzCon. The game's fine. How do Listen, you man, it's before they showed their ass. I didn't uh, know. Moving on to the other half of Activision Blizzard, we have the Activision side of things. Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2. Um, yeah. Worth noting, Modern Warfare 2 comes out soon. It's actually launching this month on the 28th. So there was a open and closed beta over the last two weekends. You know, different things. If you had pre-ordered, if you were a PlayStation player, you had different windows of opportunity to play. And I hopped in and I played a couple games. And uh, sure is Call of Duty. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's weird. I mean, they call these things open betas, but I think in the, like, grand scheme of things in the video game world, beta has just become this, like, term that's thrown around. Like... Alpha and beta are supposed to be your first two renditions of, like, playable game. You don't put out a beta of a game that ships in a month. Like, that is at yeah. least your, like, sixth or seventh <laughs> iteration of that yeah, video it's game. it's more of a server test than anything. It is. It is indeed. And I think with uh, Call of Duty, it's, it's tough because you have that idea of, like, beta in your head. Like, oh, they'll iron out the issues in the next month. 
you're looking yeah. at pretty much the final product in the world of in a world of things shipping in an unfinished state and this is not going to be any exception there's you know some minor issues uh, all in all it seems like it functions well I don't have much revolutionary to say. I mean, the last time I really enjoyed a Call of Duty was that last Modern Warfare reboot. Yep. This is a sequel in that universe. It brings back all of your favorite Call of Duty characters. Go on, how many Call of Duty characters can you name? Uh, Soap. Yep. Ghost. Yep. Um, There's one more. There's only three icons. Got Soap, he's, Ghost, and... He's, um, got a, he's got a mustache and a cigar. I know, I know. It's uh, uh All gillied price. up, bro. Price. Yeah, Price. so those those three are there, and then a bunch of other people that someone's shaking their fist at us right now, saying, "No, oh, you forgot Captain Sergeant. You forgot uh, Kevin Spacey in Advanced Warfare. <laughs> uh, no, we have erased that from memory. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, actually, that's not speaking a of thing. which, there's a rumor that came out today saying that Advanced Warfare Two is coming in 2025. Yeah, um, that goes back to what we were talking about. about last time where there's like some weird stuff going on with like, I mean, obviously the Activision Blizzard Microsoft merger that looms and yeah, taking a year off of Call of Duty. And then mm -hmm. in addition to the Advanced Warfare rumor from Sledgehammer is that Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 in this year off is going to get paid DLC for the first time in a few years. Did you see this mm -hmm. part? I did not, no. So it's basically like a $30 map pack that is going to be like a season two type of, I guess they can't really use that because their seasons are a different thing now in Call of Duty, but basically a, a full old school style DLC where pay this nominal fee, which will gain you access to maps from Advanced Warfare, Black Ops, Call of Duty, Modern Warfare, all sorts of old school stuff from all three companies because everyone has their hands in this one. Yeah, I'm okay with that. That seems yeah. fine. Uh, the you, chances you of me being have... interested in that are slim to none, but... You think they're going to have the season... Um... Alright, trivia. We're going to talk about it in a minute, but what is the bad season in Harvestella? Oh, fuck. It's the season of... Oh, it's nightmarish. It's... Uh... Fuck. What is it? You know it? I don't know. I <laughs> I thought I knew it, and then I didn't. It's like but, Shadow Shadow Veil or something like that. Uh, something weird, but yeah, they're gonna have that in Modern Warfare too. <laughs> it's a pretty yeah, good. I didn't yeah. play the didn't play the beta. I'll pro I'll probably play the game in like January whenever I get it for like twenty bucks. Yeah, I get that. I mean, uh, the game looks good. I just don't know if there's a world where I care about like standard Call of Duty multiplayer anymore to play it for more than a month. Uh, are yeah. you? Is this on your radar? Are you gonna buy this? Uh, in January when I can get it for twenty bucks, um, I'm yeah, I, I, I don't need I another shooter. Yeah, I don't need another shooter in my life right now. Um, I'm pretty set. So understood, yeah. understood. All right, enough Call of Duty. Enough of this. Enough of this mindless shooting video game antics. We've got something a lot different to talk about for our next game. A you whole checked lot out. Different. The Dio Field Chronicle, which is out. Yeah. It's out. It came out at the end of September. It's out, like September yeah. 28th or something. Um, so the Dio Field Chronicle is... I played the demo. I haven't played mm -hmm. the full version. Uh, it was really good. I really enjoyed it. It hops right into the action. It doesn't have the problem that Triangle Strategy had of having too much talking, not enough action. Um, it is kind of like... Um, 
it's so there's triangle strategy which we've talked about on here before yeah. uh which is like a turn-based uh strategy like um grid-based rpg uh this is not grid-based and it's not it's not turn-based either you kind of just do your actions and you can move your characters at any time independently interesting um and so kind of like a final fantasy them, like active time battle thing but in a yeah strategy form? kind of well yeah and um so it's like a top down you move them they have like a radius actually that's a lot they don't even have a radius in which they can move you can move one person from one side of the battlefield to the other uh if you want to they just have cool. to like walk over there so it takes time um Got it. so you can plot your course um and you can like flank your enemies and everything but once you get within a certain radius you'll start to attack and the enemy will start to attack um, and it's kind of like a MOBA almost. It just auto battles once you get within range of each other. Mm -hmm. um, and you have like your special abilities that you can that you can trigger on command uh, to to do like special attacks. Um, and you can call in like summons. Like the first summon that you have is like Bahamut. Um, Bahamut. Bahamut. Okay. I think uh, so. Bahamut. Uh, I don't know. Uh, Bahamut. I'm probably wrong. Uh, but anyways. Bahamut. That so, sounds nice. <laughs> yeah. Um so it, it's it's a very interesting like um top-down action strategy type game. It's very fun, but from what I've heard from like reviews and stuff is pretty much what you get in the demos, what you get in the full game. It's like a 20-30 hour game. It doesn't overstay its welcome. That's uh, kind of nice. Yeah, yeah. I I agree, but it also like doesn't elaborate much further than the demo. Um so I'm interested to try out the full game. I'll probably pick it up one day when it's on sale. Um, but I had a great time with the demo, and I—I I mean, you can vouch. I tried to get you into to playing it multiple yeah, times. Yeah, I—I think it's something that I'll end up playing. I, I think mm -hmm. that this is—we're in that time of the season where it's tough to like. I don't think I have twenty or thirty hours to give to Dio Field Chronicle right now, type of thing. Yeah. But it's not something that I'm just like I'm never gonna play Dio Field because it's right up my fucking alley seems awesome yeah yeah i think you'd really enjoy it um it, it really is hard to talk about because i don't have the correct like adjectives to describe mm -hmm. the word like the the combat and whatnot um so i mean there's a demo i recommend checking out the demo if nothing else for everyone out there um nice. great 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 experience in the demo at least i yeah. can't vouch for the full game very nice um i checked out out of left field I ended up checking out Slime Rancher 2. And let me tell you, man, what a pleasant time I had with this video game. I had played the original Slime Rancher for, I don't know, an hour once. And I was like, eh, well, maybe. Maybe I'm into this kind of thing. And I just kind of never went back to it. And I decided to give it another shot with Slime Rancher 2. It came out, it's on Game Pass, which is nice, which is really why I played it. It's technically an early access. It is a, yeah. like, gathering, crafting, breeding game. One of those types of things. I don't know. Breeding? breeding. There's a lot of breeding in this game. Um, don't you harvest their poop? You do kind of harvest their poop, yeah, yeah. You make them breed, and then they poop, and then you harvest their poop and sell the poop. Well, anyway, Slime Rancher <laughs> 2 is actually a pleasant surprise. I love it. Uh, the thing that I found was after I played it for like five or six hours, I started to see where the content cut off. You can see that it's built for more. It's certainly an early access game. To the point of I sort of maxed it out, or more like I saw the end, or I saw like 
where I was going to be gated. And I was like, okay, we're running out of content here. I've got what there is to, to get in this game. And for comparison, I went back to Slime Rancher 1. And I was like, do I like this thing? And I ended up putting in like 15 hours into Slime Rancher 1. <laughs> and let okay. me tell you, Slime Rancher 1's a fucking treat as well. I owned it on Steam from back in the day. And it's it's fantastic. It's a jolly game. Um, I don't know. There's not much to say about it. It's very difficult to kind of explain. It's a very like relaxing, pretty chilled out, like base management game it's it's a lot of just like exploring and adventuring yes but it's all very low stakes it's more about what am i going to bring back to my base to enhance my base to build better corrals for these slimes to feed them more variety of food so that i can improve how many slimes i have and you know it's that kind of gameplay loop but it's satisfying it absorbs you there is uh plenty to do that's for sure um my it's my big surprise of the of the month that's for sure i was not expecting to put in like 20 hours into the slime rancher franchise in the last month yeah but it's the world we're living in um nice honestly just a really cool surprising little fucking video game had a blast uh, and i can't recommend it enough i mean i would say just hop into slime rancher 2 and see if it's for you like it's the it's the right price if you're super into it and you can't wait for more maybe go back to slime rancher 1 but for the most part I think Slime Rancher 2, put in a few hours if you're into it. Come back for that next big content update. Pretty cool. Yeah. On the same note, I played some Grounded, which hit 1.0. Um, this is the Obsidian-developed survival game. You know about this game? Yeah. Yeah, it's like uh, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. but it's It is like game. Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. It's a little person, big world. You're outside in a, like, gigantic yard in the front of your, I don't know, house, I guess. Um, yeah. It is pretty standard stuff, survival. Like, I don't know. It, it's tough to, again, tough to explain. I'm not, I'm finding myself being like, I'm not a big survival gamer. And I guess maybe I am. <laughs> it's the yeah. right tone for me the thing about it is that there's a lot of creepy crawly bugs this is the one that kind of made like waves when it came out for having that spider slider you'd heard about that right yeah so if, yeah. You, if you're not into spiders you can like turn them off and they turn into these little nightmarish orbs which are possibly worse but um yeah it's a very cool like base builder you're going around upgrading gears so that you can take down better enemies those enemies you use to make better gears so you can take down the next set of enemies and craft better items for your base and weapons and the whole nine yards standard gameplay loop but again game pass i played it with the fellers from the jake twitch and streams squanky evco hooper um and we've had a blast we played it once while we were just sifting through games to try out and we ended up playing it again the next night because we were all kind of like thirsting for it really yeah solid little video game not not that much to say about it it's one of those things where like you see it and you're like eh, maybe it's for me if it's maybe for you again the right price give her a go I've had a blast. Yeah. I'm honestly looking forward to playing it again. I might have more to say about it next time. Um, it, it's it's in the, the rotation right now, basically, is where we stand with Grounded. Pretty cool. Now, you played a little Nightmare. You oh, absolutely. Trombone Champ? Trombone Champ. It's uh, It was actually a great time. So it's pretty much a rhythm game, but with trombones. Uh, so... It, you have pretty much a little like a me character 
Um, yeah, it does have inside. that Wii aesthetic to it. Yeah, uh, you play through like um, like license-free music, pretty much just classic music, like the national anthem, Can- yeah. Canada's national anthem, uh, "God Save the the King," um, just all sorts of uh, different like classical pieces of music, um, and then like some of them are like classical pieces of music, but with like a dubstep remix. So it's it's absolutely a cursed game. Um like the background, you know, normally rhythm games have like this super like stylistic background that you can look at while you're playing. This one's just like clip art that just like pops in and out. Um absolutely wild. Uh the way it like scores your uh your like timing and stuff, there's like perfect, nice, um like good and then like if you're bad, it's just nasty. Um Ooh. it's just it, like the worst one is nasty nasty so like at the end i'll have finished a mission it's like you got 48 nasties <laughs> um and so there's trombone trombones and you can collect these cards in this game and you collect cards of like famous trombone players but they call them tromboners um so you you have your like historical tromboners uh and like Every single one of them, it has like a fact about them. And then it has like this joke running through all of them of how many hot dogs they can eat. Um, <laughs> so it's like this tromboner can eat 63 hot dogs in one sitting. Um, it's weird. It's so weird. It's just yeah, absolute, it has that it's an irreverent meme. humor thing going on with it where it's just like trying a little hard for me. Like mm-hmm. I watch gameplay. Absolutely. And I just don't, I don't think that there's like a correct answer for this, you know, because you're making a game that's like inherently weird. Like for anybody yeah. to really play Trombone Champ, you got to kind of you got to hope for the week that Trombone Champ had where it kind of went viral when it Absolutely. hit its 1.0 release. It's weird, it's quirky, the big streamers all hop on to give it a go. You know, you watch it, you enjoy it, you buy it, you stream it in Discord to your friends. It's that kind of like yeah. one hit game i don't think like the world is going to be clamoring for trombone champ 2 but no. it's it's an interesting little enigmatic game like I, there's not much like it and it's really interesting to me how it rips off that like we me aesthetic from like 10 years ago in popularity but it does it yeah. in like i don't know it, it's like a at the same time it's as charming as it is grating <laughs> like yeah it's, yeah. it's interesting. But the gameplay looks sound. It looks like mechanics-wise, it's right up my fucking yeah. alley. Uh, personally, cool. I think I had more fun watching people play it than playing yeah. it myself. I get that. Um, and I bet people watching you play it on twitch.tv slash Colleen underscore mm-hmm. had a better time than you were having playing it. And they were watching yeah, it. Yeah, I think so. Um, it, it was funny. I would recommend watching it on Twitch or something. It, it was yeah. pretty fun. It was yeah. a good time. Seems really cool. Speaking yeah. of cool things, Expert Transition... I checked out the demo for Star Ocean and the Divine Force. A lot of demo talk today. I guess it's worth noting that Tokyo Game Show happened. We'll talk a little bit about Tokyo Game Show news. There wasn't all that much. Uh, the biggest thing was that a bunch of companies decided to kind of share the wealth. They did this for E3 a long time ago where they sort of just had this week of like, hey, our game's getting showcased at TGS. The best thing that we can do to get you excited for it is let you get your hands on it. So they put out the demo for star ocean the divine force which comes out this month october 27th um yeah and i am fucking loving this game this is honestly the most enjoyable like hour and a half of gaming that i probably did in the last month 
it is a straight up JRPG. It is like double A. This isn't Final Fantasy VII remake, but it's like nearing that quality. We're gonna talk about some JRPGs that don't quite get to this level. Um, spoiler alert: like games like Harvestella and Valkyrie Elysium, I don't think have the same production value. So it's like tough to call it double A and loop it in with those games. But again, it's not reaching those same heights as like again a Final Fantasy or a Xenoblade or even um but it is a good video game if you like JRPGs. Star Ocean is obviously a huge franchise from the 90s. There were two on the PlayStation 1. I played the most of Star Ocean 3, which um is a PS2 game. Came out at just the right time. I think I rented it from Blockbuster ages ago and I had a great time playing that back in the day since then there's been two other star ocean games a couple mobile spin-offs uh that are all on like the ps3 ps4 era this is the first one that's coming out multi-generational so ps4 ps5 xbox series x xbox one um coming out for a bunch of different consoles just a really tight jrpg experience it's got an action combat system where you're giving commands and you're auto attacking when you're within range kind of like Theofield, like you were talking about uh, yeah. Square Enix published. You know it's that good stuff. Square Enix got their hands on it. That's not true. That doesn't yeah. count. That doesn't count based on what we've already been saying. Um, I think the coolest thing about it is that it's got this really interesting mobility where you get this like essentially a jetpack very early on in the game, and you use the jetpack to not only traverse the open world, open zone, pretty big areas. Um, to like shoot yourself into the sky and then kind of glide around Breath of the Wild, the Wild style. <laughs> Sorry, I did it. You're not. You're not. It's supposed not to say that. It's not banned. I'm allowed to say it. Um, but you also use it in combat, which is really cool. Like implementation on it. So the same way that you would glide up into the sky during your traversal, you do that same glide into enemies and you can take out via aoe attacks using your jetpack or use it to like focus attack a certain part on like a gigantic enemy so uh if you're watching the video version of this you just saw like fighting this like big golem looking thing where you jetpack up to his head mash into him and then you start your auto attacks there in the sky really really a fun time and it's to the point of this game was like oh maybe i'd be interested in it playing the demo sold me on a 70 dollar video game during the busiest time of the year so nice. maybe some more impressions uh game list episode for uh, november we'll see there's a lot happening during that time we'll get to what's coming soon yeah but a lot. yeah had had an absolute blast with star ocean and the divine force out of fucking nowhere um in addition to that for tgs demos i checked out woe long fallen dynasty what a fucking surprise this was um you know anything about this game you've seen trailers for it it was at the playstation event for a little yeah while. it's a team ninja souls like type game team ninja team ninja baby koi tecmo the the good people over there doing the work for us um it is a i guess it's neo style do you have any experience with neo no i did not play neo but you played stranger of paradise talk about the difference between stranger of paradise and dark souls uh strangers of paradise looks like crap um <laughs> strangers of paradise had doesn't like, apply here a, this game looks good a billion loot drops like yes. every other second there was loot dropping that is the um, case here yeah 
like you had to like min max number i it's it's kind of hard to uh compare uh strangers of paradise and souls without like a spreadsheet of numbers and equipment i get that <laughs> um yeah but like strangers of paradise you like loaded into a mission it wasn't like a persistent um like worlds spiraling world it's tough to tell yeah. if that's the case with Wo Long because I only got to play uh, a little snapshot of it as a demo. But what's interesting, I think the biggest difference is that even though it has that same sort of like Twitch-based combat of you need to like parry and block and dodge roll and all that, everything takes place much, much faster than a Dark Souls or an Elden Ring. Like those games are sort of like a slower interaction when you're in fights. Would you agree? Like the way that you like swing your sword. Whereas this one yeah. is almost like more along the lines of like a dynasty warriors like you're hacking and slashing and jumping and comboing and doing a bunch of different things lots of weapon variety big open world uh fantastical setting obviously it's like um you know dragons and cursed mermaids and the whole nine yards bad birds and infected tigers um it's an interesting one it was a timed demo so i can't say go out and play this it was only available during the week of tgs which is pretty oh, interesting sucks but what's really cool about this game is that it was a very early look. We've got a lot of time to talk about this game. This game isn't coming out until a vague 2023 time frame. And that is what gives me maybe the most hope. Because what I played was beautiful. It was an incredible vertical slice of a video game. That if you told me that it was coming out at the end of the month, I would have believed you. The fact that it's got this much time left in the can is really exciting for me. I think uh, this is definitely a video game to watch. I could see this coming out and being like, this is the Team Ninja return to form. Like, they really haven't had a huge, huge Team Ninja win, I don't think, since, like, Ninja Gaiden back in the day. Can you think of anything that's been, like, critically acclaimed from Team Ninja? I mean, the Neo games were pretty highly rated. Yeah, um, I guess you're right, but they didn't. I feel like they haven't had their moment in the sun. Like, I don't think those. They Neo haven't games... had their like widespread appeal. Yeah, yeah. I think the the Neo games are sort of living in the shadow of Dark Souls still at this point. Yeah. Um, they're like tough games, high skill ceiling video games that people like and appreciate, but I don't think it has that big crossover potential into the mainstream yet and i think wolong might be the one to do it granted it's coming out in like a sea of games that look and sound just like it but this is definitely one to look out for i was really really impressed with what i played of wolong fallen dynasty huge huge surprise and i i think after elden ring every souls like game has a better opportunity now because it finally like broke yes. into the wide markets yeah um, i would agree so I, would certainly I, I wish I had to check this out during the weekend. I thought it was like a persistent demo. I didn't know it was. Yeah, a, no, I think it's over. I, I could be wrong. It's worth worth checking out. But um, yeah, extremely good time with that video game. Uh, let's continue our demo spree. You checked out, we teased it already, Valkyrie Elysium. Yeah. What's the uh, word? This one is out now as well. Came out at the end of the month. It is. Um, it's also actually another shorter game. Valkyrie Elysium and Diofield both are like 20 30 hour games no shit um yeah uh i had a good time with the demo it's very similar to like tales of arise recently mm -hmm. uh and just like the combat and how you can summon in your friends to fight with you and everything um 
I'm probably not going to pick it up just because I'm kind of burnt out on JRPGs here recently. It's just uh, like standard third-person action, right? Yeah, just standard third-person action and uh, fighting and managing a health bar. It You match like elements to different enemies to stagger them. Um, you know, it, it's... You is can it watch party-based? Or is it well, just a single kind character? Of. It's... You play as a single character, but you can like press like R two and up, and then summon in uh, what they call a uh, Ein. I'm gonna pronounce it wrong, but it's like a Einhar, uh, which is it's like a, a, a like a one minute party summon, and then they go away. Um, so when you summon in one of those people to fight with you, they'll fight for like a minute, and you'll also get their like elemental type applied to your weapon. Oh, cool. So then you can like stun certain characters with that. And you can summon in, if you have four of them, you can summon them all in at the same time, provided you have enough like mana to do it. Um, it. So, it, I mean, it was a good time. Uh, yeah. Maybe one day when it's cheap, I'll pick it up. It's just another one of these games. It's like, it's coming out at the wrong time. If this was like a March or April game, I would definitely pick it up and be playing yeah. it. It sounds uh, like it not... didn't sell you as much as Star Ocean sold me because that's kind of where I was yeah. at. I was like, oh, there's no way I'm picking up a game like this in the middle of like God of War and Sonic and Pokemon and all these like blockbuster titles. But um, reviews are coming in already for it. It's getting like sevens, some mm-hmm. low eights, some high sixes. Um, yeah. One of those mixed bags. If you're struggling to, to scratch that JRPG itch, maybe Valkyrie, but maybe maybe wait for Star Ocean. Yeah, it's pretty much if you made Norse mythology Japanese. That's what this game yeah. is. That's so, there's a bunch of people that just fucking raise their eyebrows and their ears perked up. So that's, yeah, I mean, that is appealing to to a great many people. It was not say. bad in any means. Um, yeah. It's just not the game that I want to play this holiday season. Yeah, makes sense. Um, but you know what of- was bad. Speaking of games we don't want to play this <laughs> holiday season, people come to Game List for the sweet transitions. I fucking know they do. I know they Absolutely. do. I have no doubt. Harvestella fucking sucks, man. Like, you heard us talk about this on Game List maybe two months ago. It was shown off at a uh, Nintendo Direct, and I was so amped off of Harvestella. Like, mm-hmm. apparently... This is basically bad Rune Factory. I thought it seemed very unique in its, like, having its farming mixed with JRPG. But apparently this is not all that original. The problem is is that this game tries to be a jack-of-all-trades, and it's a master of none. I hated the farming. I hated the combat. I hated the fucking story that it shoves down your throat. And worst of all is that they put out a demo, and the demo was just a slog. I didn't even finish it, to be quite honest. It was just such a fucking snooze fest that I was, like, dying. It was the it was the worst opening hour of a video game that I've played in a really long time. It was, like, 45 minutes of story and exploration, 7 minutes of farming, and 8 minutes of combat, and none of it was good. Quietus! 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 That's what it's called! Quietus! <laughs> Too Call of Duty's funny. having a season of quietus from season the 2023 20, year since there yeah. will be no release. Of course, of course. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it's it's just not 
good, man. I mean, maybe, maybe there's a, a world where this thing comes out and it is like low key something no. like worth checking out for you. I, I don't know. It, you'd have to be a pretty specific type of gamer. I have a feeling this game comes out to like fives and sixes. It just yeah. doesn't doesn't feel good. Doesn't feel fun to play. I. It sucks too because this is like clearly something that I was amped on. You were amped on. We talked about this. Yeah, this was like yeah. when the trailer came out. People saw this. They were like, "Square Enix take on a Rune Factory could be something really special," and it just is not, not. the move. And the, the worst much... part. Go ahead. Mm. Well, I was just gonna say it's pretty much like please play this demo before you buy the game because you will be let down. Yeah, absolutely. And it's shame on Square Enix for even giving us a demo. This is one of those games where if I hadn't have had my hands on it, I could have possibly gone out and spent 60 bucks. It's one of those rare times where putting out the demo is maybe hindering it. I can't think of yep. anybody that played this demo and was like, I got to get Harvestella. Oh my God, it's yeah. so good. Just not, not a fucking good time, man. Really, really just not into it. All right, it's time. Oh, for you know what I'm into? Favorite segment. Welcome I... to the Destiny Minute. Woo! Colin gets um, to rant. I'll give you. What do you want? Ninety seconds? Do you want two minutes? Uh, What's sure. You? So, um, go. I'll I'll go. You say stop. Uh, I've been playing a lot of Destiny. This season's a season of plunder. Uh, finished King's Fall raid. Very good. Please play it. Hit me up if you need a raid party. Um, so. I have been kind of struggling here recently because this season there are well this this expansion they introduced crafting your weapons which is great but at the same time crafting your weapon sucks because to unlock a weapon to craft it uh, pretty much you have to complete what they call a deep sight resonance on like three to five weapons depends on which weapon you want to craft before you can get the pattern to craft it to get the deep sight resonance you have to have three to five of those weapons drop with a red border around it. That happens not often at all. Um, so you're grinding and grinding and grinding and grinding to get these red border weapons that you need. Uh, and they're just not dropping for me, and it's driving me insane. Um, aside from that, I've had lots of fun on it. Um, still grinding almost to the max light level. Unfortunately, this week, I can't get a couple of my pinnacles because they're locked behind owning some of the DLCs, which I do not. Um, I did go ahead and buy the deluxe edition of Lightfall, so I have all the season passes for the next year after Lightfall releases. Um, I've had a great time with this game. It is my kickback and grind mindlessly and relax game. The raids are super fun, super intricate, and once you get a team that knows what they're doing, you're just you're gonna have a great night. Uh, kick back with a beer, have a good time. Uh, Lightfall looks super fun. Uh, Jake, you're gonna have to get back into it once Lightfall drops uh, because the new strand abilities look really good. I can't wait for the grapple hook to come out. Oh, the grapple hook's gonna be so cool. Um, yeah. I could Ladies and gentlemen, that concludes our segment, the Destiny 2 Minutes. Right now, we right just now named my playtime's up to like 120 hours. It's the Destiny 2 Minutes. It's perfect. I give you two minutes a show. You can rant about mm. Destiny. Hopefully next time you don't spend a hundred, uh, you know, a minute and a half talking about the issues that you're having with it, and you try to sell people well, on it. Well, I, I think I think... <laughs> I think I should talk about the issues to let people know what they're getting into. Okay. Uh, but also, Bungie's really good about patching stuff and fixing stuff quickly. 
mm-hmm. um like they've made a lot of things easier and like sometimes if they see they put out a challenge that's too difficult they'll just auto complete it for everyone because it's like this yeah. is kind of an unreasonable challenge um so like they've been very good about supporting and just patching and making things better along the way um, nice. i've had a great time with it very cool. I'm glad. I'm glad now, you're digging for it. It's your nice to have Xenoblade a game. Xenoblade Chronicles Zero. I minutes. won't. I won't take up too much time talking about Xenoblade. I don't even need two minutes. Um, I just think I've had a pretty unique experience playing the original Xenoblade Chronicles. I loved three, as you guys know. Go back and listen to two episodes ago, one episode ago, every episode since, where I tell you about how Xenoblade Three is game of the year. It is the best JRPG I've played since Final Fantasy VII Remake. I love it. Uh, I wanted more. I decided to go back and check out Xenoblade Chronicles 1. I was stuck between doing the Definitive Edition, which is available on the Switch eShop for 60 bucks, or trying this game out on the Wii. So I bought a copy on the Wii and emulated it. And I played it on Dolphin with all of the like up-res graphics and everything. And this game... For the, a fucking Wii video game. This game looks like a million bucks. I could not believe the fidelity. Emulation has come a long damn way. I will say a it. A long way. I will say it loud. This game for the Wii, emulated on Dolphin on a modern PC, looks better than Xenoblade Chronicles 3 does on Switch. <laughs> it's That's really fucking awesome. It is honestly a blast. And Xenoblade Chronicles 1 holds up. There's some quality of life issues. There's some. Uh, walls that you hit as far as like grinding goes and having to level up there's definitely a game shows its age it's 10 plus years old at this point um but overall really good experience uh you can skip it play xenoblade 3 it's worth your time all right on last week you teased us with the steam deck that you got and since then you've had some time to fuck with it uh yeah i've had a lot of time to do stuff with it um actually i just pulled it up uh you can see i played some vampire survivors Nice, that's a um, perfect Steam Deck I, game. I'm still in the camp that I don't enjoy it. I do not that's like fun. Vampire Survivors. Um, but this is also how I played uh, the Deal Field Chronicle. Oh, Vampire Survivors um, is getting a 1.0 release in uh, November? Yeah, November? in like a week or two. Um, maybe, yeah, maybe I played the Deal Field Chronicle demo on the Steam Deck. Um, since then, I have installed quite a few non-Steam games. Um, here you can see... Uh, if you're watching the video version, I have like um, all the Sly Coopers, um, like PS2 version, PS3 version, bunch of old PS2 games that I played when I was a kid. Um, I have a remote play launcher on this now, so I can remote play my PlayStation in my bed. Um, I have <laughs> all of my Epic Games uh, also on here. You can get like an Epic Games launcher and play all of your free games that you've got through Epic. Nice. Um, there's a thing that that's called Emu Deck that oh, also true. Uh, there's a thing called Emu Deck that pretty much you can install it and it will auto install every emulator ever. Um, so I can emulate everything up to PS3 and 360 on this Steam Deck. That's right. Uh, obviously, I own all the games that I'm emulating and I've just pumped and dumped them. Um, but uh, yeah, this 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 little handheld here is insane i have been endlessly impressed by it uh the ease of use uh just the like utility that you can get out of it um i i love it um i play a little bit of sly cooper each night before i go to bed um it is just it's beautiful like i i cannot 
I cannot recommend this thing enough if you enjoy classic games to emulate or if you just want a handheld PC. Um, the Aperture Desk Job, the game that kind of, it's kind of like the pack-in game that comes with it yeah. pretty much. Yep. You um, can play it outside of the Steam Deck, but it's meant uh, kind of as a showcase. It's like what Valve did for yeah. the uh, VR Portal game, right? They did the quick like Portal hand thing. What's that game called? Oh, I don't know. I'm thinking of Half-Life Alex. No, no, no. There's a uh there's an actual like portal VR game or a Aperture Hand Laboratory, I believe is what it's called. Um where it's like almost like a little okay. tech demo of what you're capable of doing uh, on your <laughs> Valve Dude, index. You got it. Same deal with When this. you when you started that sentence, this is called Aperture Desk Job. I thought you were going to say Aperture Hand Job. Oh. <laughs> Classic. Um yeah, you should definitely play Aperture Desk Job uh, if you enjoy like the portal humor because it's there. Um, it's very short. It's like maybe an hour or two hours, yeah. uh, but it's free and you should play it. Um, but yeah, I, I love it, man. And I, I'm definitely going to be tinkering around on it more. Um, it's very fun to tinker around on and install things that you can't on like your Switch. Um, I love it. And also, uh, I have seen reports that people have been reserving and getting their or yeah, their like email the to order the, day, the same day. Yep. Uh, I have a friend who reserved about two weeks ago and his came in today. Um, That's awesome. So they're, they're pretty easy to get now. Making it happen. All right. Also uh, quickly, I recommend getting the lowest model version. Uh, the internals like the CPU, GPU, everything are the same, but you just stick a SD card in there. Yeah. And you're set. You don't need to pay an extra 250 bucks for extra storage. It's yeah, not get in. It. If you need more storage, you can expand it at a later date. That's actually really nice. Yeah. yeah. Cool. All right. That's what we've been playing for the month. Let's talk about our uh, game list, which we'll go kind of quick on this because I don't think anything changed for either of us this month. Um, yeah. My number one is still Xenoblade Chronicles 3. Yours is Elden Ring. Uh, mm-hmm. I then, for rounding up my top five, have Pokemon Legends Arceus, Elden Ring, Splatoon 3, and Shredder's Revenge. Oh, we played, we finished Shredder's Revenge. That VOD is up on uh, my oh, YouTube yeah, channel. Oh, yeah, we did. And it was awesome. That was a good Six time. players. Yeah, it really I was. I was wearing a red wig. It's true. It's true. I, it's worth checking out. I had, I stand by the fact, I had the best uh, dress-up outfit for that stream. You um, won, no Ho- doubt. Hooper was close second. He's Yeah, winning. Hooper wore a, wore a Ninja Turtles onesie, which is pretty impressive. I just wore like a blue yeah. bandana. Yeah. Uh, your two through five are Horizon Forbidden West, Citizen Sleeper, Destiny 2, The Witch Queen, and Cult of the Lamb. Uh, the last five on my list are Kirby, Tinykin, Dreamlight Valley, Live Alive, and Switch Sports. Your last five are Lego Star Wars, Ghostwire Tokyo, Stranger of Paradise, Dying Light 2, and Stray. Yeah. If you're listening to this, if you're watching this, go to YouTube, find our channel, find this video. And comment your game of the year list. Even if it's a top three, a top five, a top 10, a top 20, we want to know what you're playing so we can figure it into this conversation next yeah. time around. And my guess is... I want is, to know what you're playing so I know I need to know what I need to play. we got to round out our lists. We need to fill those blanks and we shall. We shall. My yeah. guess is that uh, next month we have some updates. There's some stuff coming up that I, I think is going to probably hit your list, maybe not mine. And then obviously November, shit goes fucking crazy. Hopefully Sonic is amazing. Hopefully God of War is the best video game of all time. We'll see how it goes. Hopefully. Hopefully. Yeah. Let's talk about some video game news. There's actually some pretty interesting things to talk about today. Um, 
a lot of a lot of weird little like not very like traditional announcements we usually do coverage for like larger events and things like that kind of a kind of some weird one-offs that came across out of nowhere yeah. announced via a tweet i guess not out of nowhere this was rumored marvel and ea motive are making an iron man game what do you oh that's an interesting face what do you think about it um i think they announced it probably far far too early yeah i think um, it might have been to get ahead of the leaks i think it's weird that they didn't show it at d at the marvel games thing yeah um agree i i don't know i mean i like motive and what they've made we'll just see when it comes i guess out. i mean so motive is jade raymond's team and I guess I like what they've made, but this is going to be a real show-improve moment for them. This is going to be their first, like, real AAA title. So, basically, EA Motive was founded, Jade Raymond. They were brought on in collaboration with DICE to help with development and <laughs> fix Star Wars Battlefront 2. Um, they Which they also... did. They did. Star yeah, Wars Battlefront yeah, 2 is great. You're passionate about Battlefront 2. Then the next thing that they worked on was Star Wars Squadrons, which it's kind of AAA. Right? It's like a $40 video game, though. It's it's yeah, like a small yeah. slice of a game. It's kind of it a one-trick pony. If you don't like Star Wars, like, space combat, then there was nothing in that game for you. Um, I, I don't think I can call that game a AAA experience. They're currently working on Dead Space Remake. But, yeah. again, that's using the bones of something else, something that's already been created, not a wholly original story. So it's like they, this company has, like, three things that they've kind of done like they helped with battlefront they made a smaller game that was high quality in squadrons and they're remaking an existing franchise so this is going to be their first like wholly original triple a full price title new ip from jade raymond who is obviously famous for assassin's creed one and two she also helped with unity uh Which watchdogs and then splinter cell blacklist the best splinter it should cell. be it should be noted jade is no longer at motive no uh, shit she, she, no yeah she has haven studios which playstation that's just bought. right she created motive Founded. and then left for yeah then she left for stadia and then uh, she left stadia that made, yeah made haven and then was recently purchased by sony wild okay interesting yeah. i wonder do you think she had a hand in this at all i doubt it i mean yeah. she was she she let's see just the the wiki um she left stadia back in 21 oh so um, no there's no attachment so it, 2019 she joined google so there's unless it's way yeah. far back there's no, no way they would have showed something if they'd been working on it for three years good catch yeah. dude very nice but yeah. i don't know i like iron man i like marvel we'll see what they have yeah I and I think I think I suffer from the problem that a lot of people do is every time I see a Marvel game now, if it's not attached to Insomniac specifically, I kind of cringe thinking about Avengers. I think that Marvel and Disney know that. I think that yep. they are working tirelessly to make you forget that as well. Yep. So that's I guess that's where a lot of my faith comes in. I think that they are swinging for the fences with all the new projects that they're working on. You know, Ubisoft is working on that Star Wars open world game. I think I think that they they know they control the movie industry 
right now with their franchises. And I think that the games don't quite match that and they want them to. I think that they've seen the work that's been done by Insomniac and they are looking for that kind of quality. And we saw it with Guardians of the Galaxy. It's possible to get that outside of Insomniac. So I I think that we'll get some development there. And I I bet that we see um, some some better Marvel and Star Wars games coming in the next uh, few years. So Yeah, and it should also be noted, Marvel is not... They're not pursuing a like Marvel games universe. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So all these things will more than likely be independent. Yeah. Um, Pretty cool. Although uh, I think it's, well, I think it's fair enough to spoil a small part of guardians of the galaxy. Um, But there was a part in guardians of the galaxy where you're traversing kind of through dimensions almost, and you can hear there are different portals around you and you can hear through them. And then in one of them, you hear Spider-Man and one of them, you hear the Avengers. Oh, cool. And it's kind of like teasing a possible cross between them in the future. Um, But you know, with, with Marvel, like source material, you can always say, Oh, a portal open to another dimension and cross everything. Anything fucking goes. Welcome to comic books, baby. Yeah. Makes sense. Cool. You got a new need for speed on the horizon. In fact, tomorrow if you're listening to this probably today go to my twitch channel i'm reacting uh i'm excited for this need for speed unbound has been essentially leaked it is a very interesting looking take on need for speed here's the deal it's october 5th right now and this game has only been announced yesterday with a formal announcement coming tomorrow on the 6th so announced on the 4th formal announcement on the 6th alleged release date of december 2nd that's a quick turnaround, man. Two months yeah. from when you finally show off your game to when it's ready. I like Allegedly, that. there are videos of flying around that this game has been in development since 2019. Uh, a site did a little bit of a leak early, and they put that game up with some official art, and it is very interesting. It's worth noting, this game has an anime art style. Like, the characters are actually anime characters and the character that they've shown so far is asap rocky on the cover of the game is asap rocky's like custom mercedes-benz car that's like this black and white uh paint job it's very unique i think they're swinging for the fences here it's time for them to do something new need for speed has had ups and downs they've tried this like interweaving of story elements as far back as need for speed underground for i mean to different results basically i think people like to clown on it quite a bit uh every time they try to make like a story-based need for speed it's just kind of hemmed and hot over because it doesn't really hit the it, right way did you play need for speed heat no not really maybe an hour that was pretty bad yeah I didn't uh, the best it. need for speed games to me are i mean underground one and two most wanted 2006 most wanted 2012 Hot Pursuit 2010. Basically, anything Criterion works on, the old Burnout devs, gets me hot and bothered. And they are credited as the sole developer for this Need for Speed. Um, We're going to talk about this more next time. I don't want to dig in too far when we're about to get a full reveal, but I have pretty high hopes for this. I think it could be cool, and I don't think that I'm turned off in any way by this like anime influence here. I think that that could be an interesting touch. and I Very unique. If they're doing something like that, it l- makes me believe that there's going to be 
a return to form on that sort of like arcadey racing roots. Like Forza has and Gran Turismo have both reemerged as like the leaders in like sim racing. We don't need a Need for Speed Pro Street or anything like that that's trying to be the most realistic racer of all time. I think totally curveballing it and going in this like different stylized direction and maybe reverting to a more arcadey style racer instead of a sim is the exact right thing to do. So let's uh let's let's call that good on Need for Speed Unbound and check in with that game next month because I'm really excited yeah. to talk about it. And I, I've got high hopes right now. I'm a big Need for Speed fan. I like racing games, man. It's like that one genre that everything I do is like cartoony 3d platformers and like hardcore jrpgs and then also racing games it's like my racing left games. field it's like my left field interest i love i like to arcadey racing games though yeah well i mean a little bit of everything i play some grand Turismo. i'll play some forza for sure oh, that's but, fair that's fair you know I, I like my mario karts and my you know burnout 3 is my favorite racing game of all time criterion developed it's the best arcade racer of all time at me i'll fucking take that to the grave baby all right okay all right more ea news yeah dead space more ea motive Uh, news yeah it's kind of crazy there's lots of ea news here recently uh yeah so the dead space got a official gameplay trailer and i think it does the perfect thing that we all want but the trailer is exactly how i remember the game in my head yeah yeah, yeah, i get that you know you 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 play a game when you're like 12 and then you grow up and you think about it and you're like, oh my God, that was the most beautiful game I've ever played. And then you go back and play and it actually looks like crap. Right. Uh, but this game does the perfect job of looking exactly like you remember it in mm-hmm. the best way possible. Um, I actually only played Dead Space for the first time like two years ago and it still looked great, honestly. Um, but man, this, ah, oh, I can't wait. It looks so gross and so like yeah, visceral. It is actually disturbing. I want to bring this video to make it smaller because it's grossing me out. You don't want to look at it. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's scary. I, I'm very excited. This comes out in January, right after the Callisto Protocol, which is interesting. Yeah. Um, but I'm all in, man. Callisto Protocol, Dead Space, it's a good time for like gross, gory space horror. Uh, it is. If you're a Dead Space fan, you're going to love this. I have no doubt. Uh, they actually, there was like reports that they showed this game off like weekly to like mm. the biggest Dead Space fans just to get their opinion on it and what oh, they that's should really rate cool. on. Yeah. So this was developed pretty much from the ground up with fans in mind. Uh, so I, I feel like, like this is going to be like the perfect example of a remaster or a remake. Yeah. I think it'll appeal to, um, I mean, this genre has only gotten more popular since Dead Space 1 yeah. came out. And the series has been laying pretty much dormant since Dead Space 3. People have been clamoring for this remake. We'll, we'll see how it does. I think um, my guess is really well. I think it'll be oh, interesting yeah, to see how it stacks up against Callisto Protocol. Interesting that they're coming out, you know, so rapidly one after another. But uh, overall, I, I think I'm I'm pretty amped on this genre getting the right treatment at this point, basically. Are you going to play it with me? No, dude, can we do die. a Dead Space spoilist where I play and you watch? Oh no. my god, that would be so good. Or no. a Callisto Protocol spoilist? No. Uh, no. No. You're telling me I have to play Final Fantasy VII, but you won't watch me play Dead Space? Yeah, we both like Final Fantasy. Speak for yourself, man. Oh come on! I, I, <laughs> what a what a tease! What a tease for our <laughs> next spoilist. 
Colin not into oh, I, it. I, I, All right, I Skull like and Bones it, got fucking delayed. Imagine that. I know. This That's game all we was have to announced say about that. Come on. in 2017 I... at E3 for a quarter four 2018 release date, which was pushed to 2019, which was pushed to sometime after March of 2020, then to the 2021 fiscal year, most recently to November 8th of 2022. Too scared of Sonic Frontiers. They pushed it yet again. This game will be out March 9th of 2023. Yeah, I really don't know what I'm going to play in uh, November now. There's just nothing releasing in November anymore. Oh, no God of War, no Sonic, nothing good. No, nothing. Nothing good. Let's Stop. talk about Wild Hearts. Not to be confused with the 10 out of 10 gameplay experience that is Sayonara Wild Hearts. Wild Hearts is a brand new, say it with me, EA original. <laughs> EA original. I cannot yeah. believe there's so many EA games in the news right now. Yeah, they, you know what? EA didn't have their conference this year. There was no EA play. Ubisoft That's had true, one. All the big guys had one. EA trickled it. EA did the Nintendo trickle trick. A classic. Yeah, we love the trickle. Um, this is an interesting game, man. I don't know if it's it, for me. It looks like Monster Hunter. It is supposed to. It's supposed it, to look I mean, like Monster yeah, Hunter. It's, Only better. It's Monster and they're Hunter. beating Monster Hunter to next-gen systems. Only better? You think this will be better than Monster Hunter? I don't know. I don't know. I don't really I play Monster has... Hunter either. I played like... 30 hours of monster hunter world i hope this has a better on ramp than monster hunter did because it was rough i couldn't stick with it because 30 hours in the game i was like what does this do how do i yeah, do this there's well, that's definitely gonna be systems heavy no doubt but this is a really yeah. interesting title so this is actually koei tecmo and it's developed by omega force published by ea omega force is the team behind dynasty warriors samurai warriors warriors orochi Hyrule Warriors, Fire Emblem Warriors, One Piece Pirate Warriors. I think that's all the Warriors franchises they do. But they put out like 30 of these fucking video games. And they're all pretty good. But this is their first foray into like brand new IP in quite a while. And it looks good, man. Good. It looks passable. And it's got an interesting, yeah. it's feudal Japan, but it's like fantasy world. I think, I think this one has the potential to be really big. And I think it's interesting the way that they're putting it out. Monster Hunter... Does I mean you assume Monster Hunter Capcom is working on Monster Hunter World 2, right? Like that's gotta be what they're doing right now. It's gonna be called Monster Hunter Universe. Universe. Smart. Um they have Rise 2 out, but that's a Switch game and it's on PC as well, and it looks like a Switch game. I think Monster Hunter Rise on PC still doesn't look as good as Monster Hunter World Iceborne on PC. So what they're doing oh, is absolutely. they're beating Capcom to the punch on like this genre that has emerged because basically they've seen that it's fruitful like people want to play this type of video game and ea says why not us too and they got the right team behind it this is koei tecmo with money like this is not a you know small budget project this is them shooting for the fucking fences swinging swinging for the fences close enough and it looks good I mean, I don't, we don't know sports around here what we... this is a video I... game podcast man yeah um but um... it's interesting it's an interesting look at the game and i think uh I think it's one to watch. My guess is it makes a pretty big splash when it drops. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll probably pick it up and play it with a friend. Yeah, that's the kind of I have thing a close friend who is. loves Monster Hunter, so I see us playing this together. I definitely want to check it out. I, I'm very interested. Uh, let's talk briefly about RGG Studios, which Going is... crazy, man. The team behind Yakuza, but we're retiring that name. Yakuza is no more. 
So well, they, like a dragon, maybe they started the transition. So here's how I understand Yakuza. Keep in mind, I've never played a Yakuza game. It's only lightly about the Yakuza in Japan. Mm-hmm. The game is called Like a Dragon, and there are Correct. eight of them. A lot ish. Yeah. I think there's like ten or twelve, but there's also like Judgment and Lost Judgment. There's uh-huh. the Ishin game, which is also coming out, which they announced. They showed off some more at Tokyo Game Show, which is a Ishin really like weird a game where it takes place in like the 19, in like the 1800s or the early 1900s, something along those lines. But it yeah. uses the cast of Yakuza playing characters from that role, from that time frame. Yeah. It's a very interesting concept. Um, outside of that, there's basically there's the main Yakuza series. It's Yakuza 1 through 7. There's also Yakuza 0, which is uh, a prequel. And then there's Yakuza... Yakuza? 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 Kiwami 1 and 2, which are remakes of the first two Yakuza games. Correct. Correct. Now, with Yakuza 7, it's Yakuza Like a Dragon, which is kind of a soft reboot where it introduces this new character, Ichiban, and Kiryu, the character from the previous eight Yakuza games, seven Yakuza games, is six plus zero. Four. Six, Six plus one. Three. Yeah, we got it. We're we're crushing the Yakuza conversation. I want to say Yakuza more. Um, so it was called Yakuza Zero Like a Dragon six. in America. Uh, they are dropping that completely. The game that's coming out is Like a Dragon 8. And it is announced that it's a team-up between the character from the first seven and Yakuza 7, Ichiban and Kiryu. So with this game, they announced that it's coming in 2024. But in addition to that, they announced Like a Dragon Gaiden, the man who forgot the man who erased his name which is a smaller game a side story that takes place alongside yakuza 7 like a dragon yakuza like a dragon and fills the gap in between yakuza 6 and 8 like a dragon 8 so pretty much what we're saying is you have to start playing now non-stop until 2024 to finish all the games in time to understand from what i've heard from what i've heard just pick up seven just pick yeah, up seven if I've you want to go back and check out some other go games. watch a youtube I read video on Reddit about that you're you're kind of good like they they were saying something along the lines of like it's probably worth if you play seven and love it go black go back and play yakuza one and seven or yakuza one and six the beginning of kiryu's story and the end of his story then play the guide in one and then by the time eight comes out with the three games you figured it out so i don't know Take that as you will. I'm going to try seven before it comes out. Imagine telling someone, okay, watch Star Wars Episode Nine, and if you enjoy it, go back and watch Star Wars Episode One, and then then go watch Star Wars Episode Eight, and then you can get ready to watch Rogue One to prepare for the new game coming out. I would say that's not that far-fetched. I went went to the movies to see Star Wars Episode Seven with somebody who had never seen the six previous Star Wars movies. And then they liked it enough to go back and watched four, five, and six, then one, two, and three, yeah, then went to the movies to see eight and nine. Watching, watching episode seven's totally different than watching episode nine, and then one, and then yeah, eight. Yeah, but those are trilogies, so you're, you're kind of disservicing, I think, the, the sanctity of, like, 
in, in capsule. I don't know what I'm talking about. I've never played a Yakuza game completely. I think that through, was a classic gameless so. segment, and nobody is confused, and everyone I, wants to play <laughs> like a dragon. Uh, <laughs> That's let's go what play Yakuza, I think. Please. All right, oh talk goodness. at me about CD Projekt Red. I don't know what the fuck. So is. I barely CD like Projekt Red. I like yeah, it. they said. They said, oh my god, people it. really love Edge Runners on Netflix. That's true. Let's just announce everything we've ever thought of. Um, yeah. So pretty much, if you're watching the YouTube version, you can see it on screen. Uh, we're, we're looking at, at The Witcher. Uh, they, have, they have announced Project Sirius by the Molasses Flood. They have announced a new Witcher trilogy by CD Projekt Red themselves. And then they announced... Canis Majoris by a third party, which those three are all games set in the Witcher universe. Then we move on to Cyberpunk. There's the a Phantom full, a Liberty. Full new Witcher trilogy, I think, is like a pretty exciting thing, right? Oh, yeah. Like we're it's huge. Over it, but people love it. It's huge for sure. Like, I'm more excited about the new Witcher games than I am about Cyberpunk stuff. Yeah. Um, but, but then they go on to. Well, it's like a 10-year plan. There's no way this is getting out before... I hope I'm it's longer like, than 10 years, man. We had 10 years to figure out be. Cyberpunk 2077, and they didn't do it. Continue, and then I'll trash on to you. No, I, I completely agree. Um, They're working on a Phantom Liberty expansion for 2077, and this is going to be their only expansion for 2077. I guess they ditched their 10,000 different iterations of their roadmap and said, you know what? Let's just start over. So then they're moving on to Project Orion, which is going to be a Cyberpunk 2077 sequel. Um, and then, then they announced, yeah, I mean, that, that would work. Cyberpunk yeah. 2078. I'd be okay with that. It's better than Cyberpunk 2077 2. You're right. You're um, right. Yeah. But anyways, uh, then they move on to a new IP called Hadar, and that's also being developed by CD Projekt Red. Um, so pretty much what, what we can take from this is we don't know anything about the new IP, but we can say CD Projekt Red is planning on a new Witcher trilogy. I hope it follows Siri because Siri is queen. Um, Siri is best girl for sure. Um, and then there's a Phantom Liberty expansion for 2077, the 2077 sequel, and then Project Hadar. So we can look at roughly five and a half games that they're working on. Uh, probably not co-currently, they just have plans for it. And then we have the extra Witcher stuff by outside studios. Hey, CD Projekt Red, tell me you haven't learned anything from your mistakes without telling me that you haven't learned anything from your mistakes. What a fucking Dude. bunch of idiots to go out and share this long-term product outlook. It is the stupidest shit in the world. These fucking idiots assholes to be quite honest burned so many people on cyberpunk and i get it it's in the middle of a resurgence people are okay with the game because it's now in a playable state and it's got a more positive outlook on the future with its new patch content and the fact that it is you know a functional video game but these guys are doing the exact same thing that they did last time now i really just hope that the internet doesn't go fucking bonkers over whatever they show next from any of these games until the proof is in the fucking pudding. Please don't pre-order any of this shit or go crazy hyped about it. I think that this is like the, the most backward shit that I've ever seen. I was mind blown when I saw this thing fucking posted. I was like, can you, the nerve of these fucking people, fool me once. Yeah. <laughs> 
so it's actually kind of funny they they continue their tweet where they announced these things and then they said uh they broke it down by how many people are working on like what project mm -hmm. so if we look at project polaris which is the the code name for the new witcher trilogy uh currently it's in pre-production with about 150 people involved on that game which is the new witcher game they say they want to have all three games delivered within a six-year period following polaris's release it took them five years five years no no it took them almost a decade because they announced 2077 in 2013 mm -hmm. it came out in 2020 and it was terrible yeah so i don't yeah, know it's... how they're gonna put like i don't know six games out in se six years when they couldn't even do one in seven it's mind-blowing i mean um, here's the thing is that if they would have done like the witcher 3 as a brand new trilogy and just use that engine for more witcher adventures it would make sense like i would get that and it would probably do well and those would be good video games i mean it's what assassin's creed did yearly for a very long time they created a game engine that worked well they created new stories within this game engine and iterated on it in small ways to make little improvements and pump those fuckers out if you want to do that every two years over a six-year period with a game that's good and has solid bones fucking go for it but not Which, after you fucked so bad <laughs> correct me if i'm wrong but i'm pretty sure that cd project red has swapped over to unreal which is like the gold standard for developing games yeah, nowadays probably. um so that's good um I'm i don't sure know they'll help maybe but... they'll prove us wrong but they, it's they hard to. to have a yeah it's hard to have a good attitude about this after what happened with yeah. cyberpunk and it i really loved is. cyberpunk but I still haven't eh. played Cyberpunk. I played Cyberpunk. I played like two hours of Cyberpunk recently. Dude, yeah, I, got, it's been I got to platinum the week it released, and I spent so much time rerunning that game because <laughs> yeah, I, I had something that glitched out and I couldn't get a trophy. So I had to like, I had to wipe like 10 hours of saves just to get it back. I wish that upon nobody. Yeah. All right, Colin, walk us through some What's more up? crazy shit. Horizon. Walk me through Horizon okay. everything and walk me through this purported leak. There's there's a lot to go over here. And I'm so sitting on the sidelines, man. Okay. You, you tell so me. We'll talk, Horizon, talk a little bit about Call of the Mountain, I suppose. Well, Call of the Mountain's a VR game coming out for yeah. PSVR two, co developed by Fire Sprite. Um it Sorry. actually looks pretty good. Um, I'm excited good. about it. But recently a new leak came out saying, Hey guys, um, turns out they're remastering slash remaking, uh, Horizon Zero Dawn. Uh, keep in mind, this game came out in 2017, only a year before God of War, Rag or not Ragnarok, God of War 2018. Um, <laughs> so evidently many, many sources like corroborated this rumor. I think that might be the wrong pronunciation for that word, but who knows? I'm bad with words. Um, uh, so Many people are like, yeah, they're actually doing this. Wow. Uh, which with, you know, Sony's recent, um, I don't know, business strategy, they said, let's just remaster old games, but they're not remastering the ones that people want. Um, if they remastered Bloodborne, nobody would bat an eye. Uh, but they're doing Horizon Zero Dawn, which is a beautiful game as it stands. Um, so... I think I have I have a, a take in this, which I think if they, 
you know, up it, ported it to PS5, and maybe did some like mocap for the act for like the facial support and stuff, labeled it as like a director's cut and sold it for 30 bucks, I think that would be okay. Um, zero but the problem percent is, chance that's what's happening. Zero percent chance. But the problem is, it's so far past i think it's a little too far back to call it a director's cut and i don't think it's far enough back to give it a remaster granted there was a giant jump between zero dawn and forbidden west but i don't think it warrants a remake of any sort uh part of me wonders like if herman holst is just like hey gorilla that was my studio before i got promoted to this like big yeah. chair position let's just give it to him i think uh, there's like a couple things at play. First of all, a lot of this is speculative because it is still just a rumor and there mm -hmm. is always a lot of wiggle room between remake and remaster and everything that falls in between as far as what this could be. In reality, this is Sony just looking to pad their catalog and they are looking for that big, like, I think it's all about this only on PlayStation 5 moniker is my guess. I think that they want the faces of all of their characters to exclusively be available on PlayStation 5. Aloy, Kratos, even Kratos is getting the, I mean, do they remaster God of War 2018 in a year and a half for PlayStation 5 exclusive and do the same thing? It's all a very tough call. It is way too soon. We just went through this with The Last of Us and this is like an even bigger step. And there's no chance that this game does not come out for 70 full dollars, right? No, there's no way it's 70 bucks. No, There's I think no it way. definitely comes out at 70 bucks. There's no oh, chance no, it's I cheaper. Think it, no I, way. It has to be. It has to be. No way. It's not going to be 70 bucks. They're going to charge 70 bucks. I don't think so. But I, part of me wouldn't be surprised if they did. I'm telling um, you. But moving on to more rumors, when that you know leak happened there was also a mention of also there's a document floating out in the wild right now of unannounced sony projects uh so i have the document at least what we believe to be the document this could be completely false and somebody could have just fabricated it and said oh i found it mm -hmm. um but i'll i'll do a quick read of what i have right now so yeah give us there's the just a couple things yeah so there's uh horizon 2 dlc and support good Horizon PS5 Remaster, Horizon Online, and it is they also have genres connected to them. The Horizon Online one, I thought, was going to be co-op support for the Horizon Remaster. Mm -hmm. um, it's actually listed as games as a service. So a I'm wondering... <laughs> well, yeah, unfortunately. Third-person shooter is a genre. <laughs> um, well, I, I think it's in like the you know yeah, destiny I, type it's a business qualification is what it is yeah so horizon online games as a service and i'm gonna be honest if they released horizon with loot and raids they would have me there <laughs> I, yeah i watch the video version the twinkle in this man's eyes just they, now <laughs> they would have me i i would pay for that um horizon vr by fire sprite uh it should be mentioned all of the ones that are previously mentioned were by gorilla sure um Heartbreak by Fire Sprite, which is set to be an Unreal 5 survival horror game on PS5 and PC. Hmm. Um, Sackboy by Sumo Digital on PC, which we, we got that announcement like a week ago. Yeah, that's a good um, PC game to bring. 
absolutely that's a great pc great is always kind of struggling for platformers they don't get their mario games and mario always dominates the platforming the 3d platforming especially thing it brings like a wholly unique take because that is sackboy is basically a ripoff of like super mario 3d world or super mario 3d land the isometric view 3d platformers yeah. and there's not really like competition out there it's bringing something that doesn't really exist on like steam or epic game store to the market pretty rad yeah um and then there is um where was I? oh carbon by sumo um which is labeled as a open world game uh no more info than that um ps5 um doesn't say the the engine or anything um there is destruction all stars by lucid um there is red star by lucid which is also listed as vehicle combat um i wonder if that's code twisted metal or that's what i'm kind of wondering because no, Lucid think... would definitely be the studio to to handle that. Fire Sprite was on it, but they got removed, I think, after Destruction All-Stars was the deal. So I don't really know um, There is Returnal by Housemark. Great game, great game. Um, there is Ronin by Koei Timko, or sorry, Koei Tecmo, mm-hmm. um, which has already been announced. Yep. There is Ocean by Kojima Productions, listed as Open World. People have there speculated is, that Ocean is the sequel, the current working uh, to Death project Stranding. name to Death Stranding. Yeah, I don't want a Death Stranding sequel. I I don't. I think it was good as it was, and he should move on to his next weird thing. Yeah, um, he likes to make his franchise there, though. Yeah, there is Bates B A T E S by Ballistic Moon that is listed as a survival horror game. People think that that um, might be a like reference to like norman Bates, in that same vein as like the reboots that we've been getting for um who is norman chainsaw massacre um psycho norman bates bates motel famous famous like uh fictional serial killer franchise from way way back in the day okay yeah no Uh, i think it's hitchcock no, it's not. But uh, it, it's along those lines where I think it could be some sort of like tie into an old horror movie franchise like they've been doing with Friday the 13th, uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, so on and so forth. Oh, okay. Um, and then there is, the last one is Camden by their London studio, and it is listed as Games as a Service for PS5 and PC. Um, a couple London of these things have other getaway you ever play the getaway you ever heard of the getaway or the getaway black monday no it's like this weird london based third person shooter open world carjacking it's a gta clone kind of from the ps2 era first party sony really really fucking good video games lost and forgotten never, and people I've never heard of it they're they're rad um and it, it should be noted that this is like an excel document that could have been drawn up i could like have made minutes. this i could have made this excel document in like six minutes easily yeah. easily and there's a date listed as 2021 so you know yeah, we'll lots see. of the stuff we already knew about um i don't know i personally think it might be fake um yeah. time will tell until the, the first thing that comes true off of it will 
explain the validity of it. That's for sure. And it'll probably be that horizon thing. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I agree. Um, it's, it's very interesting to see what's coming up. PlayStation has to do a showcase sometime soon. They, they really have, do. They have because, pushed far past my expectations. Because speaking of that, we got to talk about <laughs> the new information coming out on PlayStation VR. Couple yeah. of things. Couple of things. Uh, lead with like the good news or the hopeful news, I suppose, is the question, right? Good news. The good news? Uh, I guess it's the bad news or the hopeful news. So the the hopeful news, the good-ish news, is that they're prepping 2 million of these things for production, yeah, which is units. a pretty good like vote of confidence. They think this thing is going to push. I mean, PSVR 1 sold like a million pretty quickly, if I recall correctly, which is impressive yeah. because there wasn't shit to do on it. Which brings yeah. us to the bad news, is that PSVR 2 isn't backwards compatible with PSVR 1. Is that um, fucking insane? No, I think it's very reasonable um because the way that the 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 way that the the psvr1 operates versus the psvr2 is completely different from like the ps4 to the ps5 so psvr1 the way it tracked you is there was a camera looking at the lights on the controllers and the headsets this one has inside out tracking that all the tracking is done on the headset itself it's completely completely different modes of tracking and like I, I couldn't imagine the amount of work that would have to go in to make those games work on the PSVR two natively. What I imagine will happen, I I think like you know if we look at Beat Saber, they have Beat Saber on the Quest, which is the inside out tracking, and they have Beat Saber right. on PSVR one. I imagine they'll do something like if you so own it, you can PSVR have it. PSVR versions, yeah, yeah, or like they'll be like. If you own it already, you can get it for like five bucks or something cheap. Um, I could see that happening. They need to expand that catalog because that's the thing that I hear most often for PSVR owners is yeah. it's great when there's something to play on it, but it's not something well, you, that's just like an every night gaming activity. You know what leaked today? I've heard about this. So you're going to say Half-Life Alex. Alex. Yeah. So still, again, not confirmed. I would say that this would be a alley-oop for both companies and my guess is that this is probably true absolutely uh, psvr2 launching with or alongside or potentially getting half-life alex in some capacity from valve which is good valve is not against porting their big pc titles after a period of time to yeah. other consoles i mean think about like i think to date one of the best-selling video games on the xbox 360 ended up being the orange box which yeah. is such a crazy little like mishmash of games including the original portal team fortress 2 uh half-life 2 episode 1 and episode 2 all kind of mashed into one video game which is cool and i think that would be a huge selling point for a lot of people that didn't have the chance or just doing console vr half-life alex is a system seller it is truly it is pretty cool so i don't know they they again we've talked about psvr a million times on the show and my my opinion stays the same on it basically i think that the way that they are doing PSVR news has been strange. And 
unorthodox. They haven't had that big blowout moment where they say, here is the PSVR 2. This is what it does. Here is the price. Here is the date that it comes out. Here are the games that it is launching with. Here are the games that are coming out in the future. Get hyped. And that's what they really like need to do. Instead, they've trickled out information as segments of like PlayStation Directs or via blog posts or YouTube hype videos. It's all been really like a strange thing. And we talked about this maybe two or three episodes ago about is it smart to have us talk a little bit about PSVR 2 on a podcast like this month after month after month after month? Are they training us to just talk about this thing all the time as opposed to just having a big one and done where we talk about it once we say not for me and then we continue on i don't know but now look at us doing continued psvr2 coverage so tough call yeah i don't know if it's the right move uh speaking of things that i don't know if they're the right i don't, I don't know how to transition <laughs> fucking uh talk to me about playstation stars this launched today yesterday in the u.s today i, have, in I haven't North fucked America. with it at all um so it's it when it originally was announced i was like oh no playstation's getting into nfts um yeah, but that's not what this is um, mm -hmm. So this is pretty much imagine, imagine you know how on Nintendo you have your gold points or whatever. Uh, that's pretty much what this is. You enroll in stars. Every purchase you make, you earn you earn points. Uh, you can redeem those points for games or store credit. Um, and then along with that come like weekly or monthly challenges that you can do, like open this game and play it or, or do this or whatnot. And you get points and like little dioramas as rewards. Um, and like those dioramas are honestly just kind of like an evolution to trophies almost. It's not anything that you can sell. You can't sell them or like trade them. You just have them to show off in your collection. Um, I imagine this will be a thing that they have for two years and then discontinue it. Um, but I'll take the rewards points for sure. Uh, I wish I hadn't have just bought the Lightfall Deluxe Edition. I should have bought it today and made yeah. some money. It feels like these are things that you would display in like PlayStation Home from back in the day. I wonder if PlayStation yeah. Home ever comes back. That was like a popular kind of. thing, man. Kind of. Um, <laughs> yeah, but this is just a rewards program. There's no yeah. NFTs. It's it's not NFTs. It's actually pretty right. solid. If you're going to be playing on PlayStation, just sign up and it's get extra it's points. free. It goes it pads some stats. There's a chance to win some things or some digital collectibles. It seems inoffensive at at mm -hmm. worst, which is nice because I think a lot of people heard about this and they immediately went to like, oh, it's NFT blockchain bullshit. NFT, which is yeah. which is, and that's what I did. Yeah, same here. So nice to know that it's not. And if you're buying stuff on the PlayStation Store, which millions of people are, uh, I guess fucking go for it. Yeah, you can get a little bit of money back. What'd you think of that Last of Us 2 trailer, bro? Oh, Last really of Us good. 1 trailer. Last of Us trailer from HBO. Really good. I'm excited for it. Yeah. I have high hopes. Uh, it might be the best. Uh, I'm calling it now. It's going to be the best video game adaptation to date. Better than Sonic the Hedgehog? I've never watched that, so yes. Better than Mortal Kombat 2020? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> that, All right. that was such a bad movie. Yeah, trailer's out there. It's pretty fucking sweet. It looks good. Pedro Pascal's a gem. Um, Wonderful. And it looks really faithful. Bella I Ramsey's think the biggest story. reveal for the trailer that most people were, like, maybe not surprised about, but the thing that we weren't maybe, like, sure of was it seems like it intertwines Left Behind as well, like the backstory for Ellie. Yeah, yeah. Pretty cool. So... Yeah, I, where's the gander? I uh, I said it in your Discord, but I can't wait to see Pedro Pascal get his head bashed in for the second time. Um, Do I have to cut that? 
That's massive left Last of Us 2 spoilers. It came out in 2020. They've had yeah, time. You're right. It's also one of the most popular video game spoilers of the last three years. Which, yeah, also, uh, trivia, when did Pedro Pascal get his head bashed in? Which one am I talking about? Game of Thrones, bro. Okay, just making sure. Oberyn Martell, best, best yeah. one-season character of all time. Absolutely. So sick. Um, speaking of trailers, we talked about this a little bit at the top of the show. I'll be reacting to this tomorrow at 4 p.m. Eastern time on my channel at, uh, on October 6th, the Mario is poster this? is oh, out. Yeah. yeah. This is the um, Mario movie. Hell I don't, I don't see a timeline where this reveal goes well, honestly. Me I just either, don't. but I can't I wait don't. to see it. Now, <laughs> if you're, if you're watching uh, and not listening, you can see that there's been a leaked image of Mario. And as much as he looks like iconic Mario, he also looks intrinsically cursed and wrong. Something is off with this man. I there's think a he just looks like Mario, there. man. Just Google leaked Mario movie and you'll fucking see this. There's something off. His cheeks are too chubby. His mustache is too furry. He's wearing a collar under his overalls. What's like wrong a with a collar, shirt. bro? That's not what What's Mario wears. It's a t-shirt. It's a t-shirt. It's what he wears. I don't make the fucking rules. I just know that Hold I on. look at this, and this looks like when you go to the store, and you go to the dollar store, and for a dollar, they have, like, an Avengers fucking <laughs> action figure, mm, I, and, it's like I get cursed, that and it's, like, cursed Batman is inside it. You know what I mean? And it, it all just looks, like, a little yeah. bit off. That's what this Mario well, looks like. I don't see a world where this reveal goes well, but at the same time, if Miyamoto's pleased with it, can you really argue with Miyamoto? No, I refuse to argue with Miyamoto. That's my yeah. king. So yeah. <laughs> we'll see. I'm excited to check it out. Um, talk to me about this drama with the Disco Elysium developers. How yeah, do you say so their I'm name? Gonna... Za slash um Zaum Za slash um. Zom? 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 I don't know. I don't know how to pronounce it. They're like overseas. They're like um, developers European. of Disco Elysium are going yeah, through. Yeah, so uh, it's a pretty quick story, but something I found interesting and kind of sad because Disco Elysium, while I never finished it, I did spend a lot of time with it and enjoyed it. Mm -hmm. um, so, pretty much key members of the Disco Elysium team, uh, including the lead writer and designer, uh, co writer, and the lead of art and design were all pushed out of the company involuntarily. Um, yeah, so pretty much the heart and soul of the Disco Elysium team has been shoved out. Uh, so the next game that they put out might not have the same charm as Disco Elysium. Um, yeah. And it's all pretty like under wraps, right? There's not much, nobody really knows what happened behind the scenes, but it doesn't yeah, so seem this like happened... it was on the up and up. This happened about a year ago, and we just now found out about it publicly. Yeah. Um, and, like, nobody really knows what happened. Uh, it's just kind of like, um, what what is wrong with that studio internally? Did it happen because of the sudden rise to fame? Um, like, yeah. no one really knows. It um, wasn't because but, the quality was bad. I mean, people love Disco Elysium. Yeah. It was one of the best-reviewed games from a few years ago. Yeah, but the thing the thing to really keep in mind about this is just um your video game companies are not you know, they're not a static they're, they're very, video game developing teams are very dynamic and a game that you love 
maybe followed up by the exact same company slash team, but have totally different feels just because they lost like their their lead, you know? Yeah. Um so it's very important to follow individuals in the gaming space as much as it is studios because yeah. studios can lose their talent and lose their yeah. their these companies like, are not uh, your friend individuality yeah without a doubt yeah so. it's an interesting story um let's just talk briefly about i feel like to not mention it would be sacrilege there was a massive grand theft auto 6 leak from rockstar yeah, there was, wasn't there? Fucking wild. I think a lot of this stuff has been scrubbed from the internet at this point, but there was like 300 short videos of like blatantly work-in-progress GTA 6 engine stuff leaked. And it's wild to see, and it's created a pretty big ripple effect in the video game community about like what games look like when they're in development, and it's created a lot of slot solidarity. <laughs> Jeez, a lot of solidarity in developers that feel for the people that are working on like a leaked game because your average Joe that clicks GTA 6 leak video and sees this is going to be like, it looks like shit. They don't understand that this game is not ready to roll. Um, I I hate it. I've gone to multiple streams and they'd be talking about it and they're like, yeah, GTA 6 looks like crap. And I'm like... That's not, not the game. Yeah. That is that is not what you're going to be sold. Where, that is in like, fact, if you were versed on what games look like in development, you would actually think the alternative. Wow, that looks, looks absolutely good. Absolutely incredible. Yeah, they're working on something yeah. really special here. Um, it, it's an interesting thing. Come to find out, it was like a ransomware attack by a 17-year-old mm -hmm. kid from the UK who has since UK, been bro. arrested and charged with computer misuse and being a jerk, I believe, are the official charges. Uh, pretty wild times. Um. Anyway, you're a GTA, jerk. GTA Six soon come. We'll see. Yeah. Pretty wild. It looked good. I will say I liked what I saw. Yeah. Yeah. How much time do we spend on Google Stadia? Um. It's dead. You get a refund. That's um, kind of rad. I wish I had. I wish I had bought like. Yeah. Four Google Stadia controllers. Yeah, or like the the Chromecast like bundle. Yeah. Yep. I That'd almost nice did multiple times. Get. Yeah. Yeah. Would have been pretty sweet. Yeah, Stadia is dead. Uh, Google has pulled the plug on this thing. Uh, the infrastructure will remain and perhaps be licensed out to other companies in the future, it seems like, because that is good tech. The streaming behind it was good. The platform itself. Amazon Luna. Amazon Luna's already got their thing going on. I, I wonder how far behind that one is from getting canceled. But yeah, RIP Stadia. Who would have seen it coming? Um... Besides Good luck everybody. all my guardians out there on Stadia who are going to lose their uh, their access. Yeah, there's a couple of really sad stories of like, you know, it's a thing that we like to make fun of and stuff, but there are some people that don't have access to next-gen consoles or consoles in general, yeah. but they have to have an internet connection. And there are people that bought into this thing. It's from a big company like that. And the monetary value that we talk and joke about is one thing, but there is something to say for the people that did invest early and they have been playing this game. You know, in the long run, you think about those games that you have hundreds of hours in. And yep. if somebody told you they were going to take 60 bucks out of your pocket, it wouldn't hurt you as much as it would hurt you to say, we're going to erase your 1,000 hour save. And that Absolutely. is like a really shitty thing for a gamer to go through, especially in a games as a service type of thing where they don't offer an opportunity to transfer it to another platform. There's no assistance there. I read one thing about uh, 
a really hardcore Red Dead Redemption 2 or Red Dead Online player who has like 1,100 hours into the game and it's all on Stadia and there is absolutely no way for him to keep like playing and have his progress carry over to another console, which is really like a... That may be the saddest thing I've ever reported on on game list. Like I feel for yeah. that gamer, man. Like it sucks Absolutely. to lose a save. I have I have save files that had twenty hours that when they get erased, it feels like someone punched me in the fucking gut. So yeah, it really sucks. I'd be crushed, man. Yeah. At least that yeah. is one good thing about Destiny is the cross save. You don't have to worry about never having access again. Right. But. Right. Not every game is mm. built with those intentions, and it took Destiny a while to get there. All mm-hmm. right, it's time for Colleen's favorite part of the show. Colleen and I argued about this at the beginning of the show. He was like, "Will you put Sly Cooper in the thumbnail?" I was like, "No one's clicking for Sly Cooper, bro." And he's like, "You'd if be you surprised clicked, if you clicked if you this video." For Sly Cooper, leave a comment, please. Yeah. I'm begging you. I, your, your comment will buy me more Sly Cooper time on this podcast. <laughs> Prove me wrong. If we get a single comment from somebody that I don't know from one of our like shared communities or something like that about the 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 clicking on it because of the sly coverage or even because sly is mentioned if you say anything sly related during this uh anything as a comment i will admit defeat and and say that sly cooper is better than ratchet and clank and jack combined next month it is it is um yeah, so Sly I Cooper like Sly Cooper. Turns. Also, by the way, if you're clicking this because you like Sly, I don't dislike Sly in any way. I'm just not, you know. He doesn't. Like okay, it, anyway, Sly Cooper's 20th anniversary. Uh, Sly Cooper's so good. 20. Look at all that they did for their 20th anniversary. Um. Okay. <laughs> That's I take insult to that. Yeah, Kingdom Hearts so good. Look what they did for their 20th anniversary. Put Sora in fucking yeah, you, Smash. No, uh, Sora that doesn't count. No, it doesn't. Really. Sora's got some big feet, bro. He's a weirdo. Also, what, what the fuck are you talking about? They announced Kingdom Hearts four and two additional games. Uh, it was dope as fuck. Sly Cooper. <laughs> um, it's his tenth anniversary, tenth or twentieth, twentieth museum, birthday. bro. Oh my god, Sly Cooper turned twenty. Okay, um, and unfortunately, there was no game announcement, no uh, like remaster or remake. Unfortunately, uh, they did end up putting Sly Cooper back on the PS Plus catalog. Uh, which is great um i'm sad that they used the thieves in time artwork but that obviously was some incel at playstation that doesn't know what artwork to use um but yeah so for the 20th anniversary we got a blog post let's go a whole blog post um it was pretty much going through some history of sly cooper and interviewing a couple of the devs uh for sly cooper um hold on now I'm making you, cannot you talk. Be playing. I'm making no, you, you talk you over cannot, this. No, you cannot play the Thieves in Time trailer. Please. No, I'm begging you. No, please. All right. <sighs> all right. All right. All right. I'm sorry. Anyways, jokes are cruel. Uh, <laughs> um, the, uh, I can't even think anymore. Dev Madden, one of the original artists on Sly 1, came out with this beautiful, beautiful artwork. Uh, with many, many uh, Easter eggs for Sly Cooper. Uh, There was like a limited edition print run at some super bougie like print shop of some sort. And and then they're selling posters of it as well. Uh, You actually can't see the full artwork in the YouTube video right now because it's cut out. Um, But it is like, it's like a poster form. Mm -hmm. Um, So you can order a poster of this on the PlayStation Store, um, which I did. 
and I also have it as like my screensaver on like everything right now, of course. Um, and then there's also a, a t-shirt that came out celebrating his 20 year anniversary. Um, it is like a gray t-shirt with like Sly Cooper, Bentley, Murray, and Carmelita on the front with a little, uh, a little like the 20th anniversary emblem on the sleeve. And then there was a plushie announced at Fangamer, which is awesome. Uh, I, I will be buying all of these things because I love Sly Cooper and I'll take any type of copium I can get. Um, uh, but yeah, it's Sly Cooper's 20th anniversary. Did we get a game? No, but we did get a little bit of recognition. I'll take this over nothing, right? Yeah. Um, we're, we're still getting more than Jack and Daxter. Um, yeah. So I'll take it. Um, but Sucker Punch did say that there's, they've moved on to other things. I have no doubt that one day we will get more Sly Cooper. Um, that day just can't come soon enough. Yeah, uh, I, and I'll be fucking yeah. over the moon when they announce more Sly Cooper. Don't get me wrong. It's just, yeah. it. I like ragging on Colleen more than I like ragging on Sly Cooper, I swear to God. Um, uh, also, it's a nice um, poster. It's a great poster. <laughs> it's a wonderful poster. Um, they, the very, like one of the very first rewards for the PlayStation stars is a T-Rex with the Sly Cooper cane. Um, yeah, I just see that. Like, it's like it's the very... PSX demo, the original PlayStation One demo, uh, tech demo dinosaur. I think. Yeah. With yeah, with him picking like an apple with the Cooper cane, which is very odd. But I'll yeah. take Sly Cooper in anything I can get. Agree. Um, best game series ever. And so it was, which means we can now move on our news. We saved the best for last. You're welcome, Colleen. Uh, we saved the best for last on our news segment. We will move on to. What's coming up? And there's a lot of stuff. Listen, we made it. We're here. We're in. We're in the holiday season. This is a. This is a pretty good month for upcoming games. Okay. The first thing we must do is take a look at what's coming up for PlayStation Plus. And it's another good month. Yeah. Hot Wheels Solid. Unleashed for PS4 and PS5, and Justice Two for PS4, and Super Hot for PS4. Those are three good games. Yeah. Absolutely. But if we do that. We must, of course, take a look at what I thought could not get worse. It's time for the shit show at the Fuck uh, Factory, your Xbox games with gold. You would think, hey, we're not going to offer 360 games anymore. Maybe we're going to pad it up and give you something sweet. Just eliminate your program, bro. Xbox is offering Windbound and Bomber Crew, end of list, as your games with gold for October 2022. I get it. You have Game Pass. That's where you're putting your marbles. Stop embarrassing yourself. Stop it. Stop. Stop. Hey, man, it's a $44.98 value. I fucking hate it. If you were ever going to play those games. Um, I fucking hate it. It's a choice. It. All right. Yeah. Overwatch 2 is out, so the next big release is on the 13th, Dragon Ball The Breakers, which they just announced starting, uh, I think, October 7th through 10th. You'll be able to play this game for free as a early, like, look at it. I think they have some faith nice. in this title. It's pretty cool. It's like the uh, one versus four lopsided multiplayer sort of experience. Asymmetrical. It's free. Go check it out. Asymmetrical. That's the word I was looking for. Lopsided works. It just sounds unprofessional. <laughs> just not, Just not my greatest work there. All right, NHL 23 is coming out on the 14th alongside PGA Tour 2K23. Um, you know, any excitement on any of these for you? No, 
No, but I do have a question. How many copies of like PGA Tour 2K23 gets sold when a parent accidentally gets it instead of NBA 2K23? It's like a kid puts on their Christmas list. I I want that bad. What used to be really bad. I want 2K23. Okay. Here's the goal. I worked at GameStop during the era of like Madden 2005 coming out at the same time as like NFL ESPN 2K25. Or 2K5, 2005. A true nightmare. A true nightmare. I bet. It can't be more than the people that go out and they buy the PlayStation 5 version of a game for, like, a kid that has a PlayStation 4. I think that still happens more. Yeah. Like, kid asks for, like, Horizon Forbidden West, and they bring it back on PS5, and they only have a PS4, and they think they're getting a PS5. Mom, you got me a PS5? Yeah. We got you the wrong game. Sorry. Sorry, Sorry, sucker. Better, better act better for next year. Uh, Marvel Snap comes out of early access and hits all platforms. I think it's just actually iOS. But uh, this is the mobile card game. Hearthstone developer Ben Brode from the Blizzard days of old works on this. So apparently this is a pretty, uh, pretty big deal. This game is good. Everyone agrees. Game is good. All right. Talk to me about why we should be excited. I feel like this is the game that's going to slide into your game of the year list next month. We're going to talk more probably, about this, but probably. Plague Tale Requiem drops um, on the 18th as well. Yeah, I actually don't have much to say about this game because I've been avoiding trailers for it uh, pretty much for the past year um, because I just want to experience when it, it when it comes out. I adored A Plague Tale Innocence, uh, yeah. and I have no doubt that I will adore this game. So nice. Should watch the trailer if you're interested pretty cool uh pc players get to experience uncharted legacy of thieves collection on the 19th which is a pretty big deal then we talked a lot about this last month but mario and rabbit sparks of hope is finally hitting switch on october 20th which it looks fucking great looks great please please play that video game i'm really excited i'll have impressions on that next month i think i don't know i'm not sure i'm on the fence you play it don't make me Gotham Me? Knights. I'm not playing <laughs> no, it. No, you, listener or viewer at home. Oh. Uh, what do you think the Metacritic score for Gotham Knights is going to be? Ooh, uh, 72. That's a pretty good guess. I think it'll be a little higher. I bet it's going to be like 76. I don't know. Could go either way. Uh, that's going to be on the 21st, the same day as quite a few games. So, new tales from the Borderlands... Persona 5 Royal hits all platforms, including Game Pass. Scorn, a somber tapestry, also hits that day. So, all looks uh, all looks pretty good. Those are, I mean, those are all like pretty big, like mid-range releases. I feel like. You know, I think Persona I, 5 is going to have a resurgence in popularity hitting those other platforms. I wanted to play Scorn, and then I remembered how awful the developers were that one time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I said, no, I think I'll pass. Yeah, super scummy. Uh, we talked about it at length already. I played the demo October 27th for Star Ocean, The Divine Force. Another game that we've talked about plenty tonight is Call of Duty Modern Warfare 3. Two. 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 <laughs> Two. <laughs> Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 comes out on the 28th. After that, one that we really haven't talked about tonight, but is maybe the biggest release for a lot of people in October. Same day, 28th, is Bayonetta 3. You're in on this? Uh, okay. 
Probably not. Yeah, no, I, you know what? Me either. That, that's going to be a gap for me. Um, I need to I need to go back and play Bayonetta 1 and 2. I know I deserve to. Yeah. Uh, I like the old Devil May Cry games. I know that this has a lot of that DNA in it. it Good does. action, hack and slash game with like... Stylish all sorts of like, action. Stylish, you're right. It is a very stylish video game. Um, but maybe yeah. we'll work to get some impressions on it. It would be nice to, to give it a little bit of time. Last but not least, finally, Reverse, Resident Evil, believe. finally coming out after a year. Come out. Here's a year and thing. a half. <laughs> We're actually on the horizon of a Resident Evil event sometime in the next couple weeks. They've announced already that there's one coming to take a deeper dive into the DLC Resident Evil 8 to showcase Reverse and uh, take a look at Resident Evil 4 Remake. So we'll definitely be talking huh. Resident Evil next month. Maybe we'll get some reactions nice. in on that. I would watch I a Resident worry. Evil event with you before I played a Resident Evil game with you. Well, you don't have to play it. You just have to watch. Yeah, I'd watch the event before I watched you play the game, too. <laughs> All right. Last but not least, we teased this a couple months ago. Colin and I did some work together. We work. went on Reddit. We found, we found this list of, I don't know, what do you call this? Like accolades to give to uh, video games and video game characters? I don't know. It's like an icebreaker video game version. Yeah. It's called about, about You Video Games. About You Video Games. So let's go back and forth on these things and talk about yeah. what we each decided. So favorite game of all time, you listed Sly 2 Band of Thieves. Oh, wait, wait. We should do a little bit of housekeeping here. Housekeeping. We tried to make a little bit of a rule here where you couldn't double up. You can't put... Yeah your favorite game of all time as your most played game or the game you always come back to. You can't just have Sly Cooper 2 dominate this thing. You know, a little yeah, bit which, of leeway from which time Which had to time. I, Sly Cooper would have been my favorite game and favorite series and favorite soundtrack and favorite story. Right, um, yes. So. All right, so you yeah. chose for your favorite game of all time, Sly 2, I chose Final Fantasy X. Hold on, excuse me. It's called Sly 2 Band of Thieves. Say Whatever. it by its full name, please. Sly 2, Band of Thieves, Final Fantasy X, a Squaresoft joint. Uh, your favorite series is Dishonored? Yeah, man, I love Dishonored. My dog's That's named fair. after it. That's true, little Corvo. My favorite series is Kingdom Hearts as a surprise to no one. I mean, honestly, Final Fantasy Kingdom Hearts, it, it was a tough one to decide. Uh, yeah. Best soundtrack, you chose Nier Automata? I'm proud of you. Nier Automata, yeah. It's Very a good, good choice. I chose 7 Remake. That thing is too fucking Very good. Very good as well. As a surprise to no one, Colleen chose Sly Cooper as his favorite protagonist. Favorite I chose, protagonist. I chose Mario. I get it. Well, he's Mario not the strongest doesn't even protagonist, have a voice. But I know, but he's, he's in so many things that I absolutely love. It's like the surest way to sell something to me is put Mario in it. Like I've played so many <laughs> weird things because Mario is in the title. I can't help it. You're myself. like a... You're like a child. Like, if you just show them something enough, they like it. If I just yeah. show you Mario enough, you're like, ooh, Mario, good. Market at me, companies. I, I enjoy it actively. Mario. Your favorite villain I have never even seen before in my life. Who is it? It's, it's the Contessa from Sly 2. I, I, I think it's video called games Sly have a really... 2 Band of Thieves. <laughs> okay, you got me there. <laughs> I, think, I think video games have a really hard time making a compelling villain. So this good. was the last one that I filled out because I'm like, I don't even know what villain I like. Not you know? Sephiroth, bro? I mean, I like Sephiroth, but I don't know enough of him because I've only played Remake. Yeah, that's true. 
Uh, best story, I chose Chrono Trigger. You chose Last of Us. Both valid, valid, valid yeah. picks. Um, yeah, and it's The Last of Us as a whole, not just the first one. One valid pick, one of them invalid. Um, uh, <laughs> have not played, but want to. You chose Escape from Tarkov. I chose Metal yeah. Gear. I never played a Metal Gear game, and I think that's right up my alley. Really? I feel like Revengeance would be your type of game. Yeah, I own Revengeance because I want to play it so badly. <laughs> Nah, uh, the game I love that everyone hates is Kingdom Hearts 3 which I don't think was the best pick not everyone hates Kingdom Hearts 3 a lot of people are impartial on it as well I think you I have a great pick, pick. Yeah. yeah you chose Halo 4 because I think everyone I love Halo 4 unanimously hates that uh, the game you hate that everyone loves is Dead by Daylight that also could have been I hate my Dead choice, by Daylight. but I chose Fallout 3 <laughs> I just don't I like Fallout those 3's... Fallout games man I'll be honest I've never played Fallout 3 specifically but Fallout's really good I, I enjoy it yeah uh best art style you chose hades i'll give it yeah. to you man it's modern but i'll give it to you uh, i chose jet grind radio or jet set radio depending on what country uh, you, when you played it you know that game yeah yeah i know about it i fucking love it this is like maybe there's a game or two that came out before it like i would say single digits like maybe two or three games this was the first big cell shaded game in america and obviously that it still plays today like that game holds up bro give us that remake give us that sequel uh favorite ending you chose outer wilds yeah so i probably would have picked sly 3 had we not had that rule just mm -hmm. because sly 3 put a nice bow on the story um but we had a rule so outer wilds is a fantastic pick i can't believe i didn't put outer wilds anywhere on my list i think it's a great great ending yeah fake fan um, dude you like it more than i do and it's not even on your i know list. i know i'm a fucking asshole uh yeah. i chose before your eyes because that destroyed me and i think about it all the time play before your eyes please play outer wilds i have i have oh i'm not talking, talking to you to audience I, I keep thinking you're chewing me out to play something i'm like i have favorite boss fight for me was bowser from mario 64 first like big 3d boss battle that felt just like larger than life it fucking rocked my world who did you choose yeah. i don't even know who this is uh you wouldn't know who this is because you're not a real gamer and you quit the game before you got there it's Millennia, the Blade of Mikella from Elden Ring. It's no, like I just the went hardest... past her. I went past her. No, no, it's a before, side but... area. It's yeah, the but hardest. I, I beat the game. I got to the ending. That doesn't oh, mean you I have to beat her. Millennia to beat to to beat the game, bro. Millennia is the hardest boss fight in the game. It is I so rolled good. credits. I beat Elden uh, Ring. Uh, Don't try to take this there. away from me. Your childhood game was Star Wars Battlefront Two. Great choice. Mine's Pokemon Blue. It also could have been Sly Cooper, but... <laughs> yeah, obviously, this entire I, list could be Sly I have Cooper, to except for, at least say it. <laughs> except for have not played but want to. Game yeah, that's true. everyone that's hates. True. No, I'm just kidding. Relaxing game? I chose Fable. I love that. You have a better pick, though. Stardew Valley. Stardew Valley. Stressful yeah. game? Is Frostpunk for you? Uh, It can be stressful. Like, I still love Frostpunk. It's one of my favorite games ever, but... It can be very stressful, like managing resources and making sure everyone doesn't die and everything. So. Oh, I get that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I get stressed out by Majora's Mask. It's like the big miss that I have in like, this should be, by, for all intents and purposes, one of my favorite games of all time. But instead, I've never gotten more than a couple hours into it because I'm stressed out by the time limit on it. And that moon kind of creeps me out, bro. I don't know um, put a time limit on it. The game you always come back to is Skyrim. It's kind of like a, not roguelike, but it's got like a time loop thing where you can roll back time, but you're basically always playing over the course of three days. 
It's basically the Outer Wilds. Uh, oh, oh <laughs> Game Boy always come back to you. Chose Skyrim. I went with Absolutely. Ocarina of Time. I have Skyrim installed on my Steam Deck, and it's great. <laughs> I played Skyrim twelve hours, one and done. Beat it. Yeah, and you didn't. He did. Credits okay, rolled. let this be known. He did not do any of the faction side quests or anything. He missed the best part of Skyrim, but I beat the dragons, bro. The dragon bus rolled off. Alduin, Aldo, Alduin's banished. <laughs> I won. Uh, your guilty pleasure is Life is Strange. I want to play Life is Strange one day. It's so good. So I think it'd be fun to do with the fellers. I think we'd have a fun time trying to like. Absolutely, y'all would y'all would cry if y'all all got into it. <laughs> I cried at the end of Life. You would cry Strange. laughing. Um, so my guilty pleasure is Sonic Adventure, one of the greatest video games of all time. Uh, your tons of hours played is Destiny Two. Mine is Final Fantasy fourteen. Well, I. You told me to change it from Destiny 2, so I did. I did, I actually. Update it. Yeah. Um, what did you change So I to? updated it to Apex. I have, I looked, I have like 300 hours in Apex. That's right. Because um, you put Destiny 2 because it's what you've been putting your time into lately. And I was like, bro, do better. You've played yeah. plenty of games for longer than you played Destiny 2. I gave you a hard time. Yeah, and the game that I've played the most is actually Skyrim. I've put like 2,500 hours into Skyrim. Yeah. And it was over the course of like two years in middle school. Yeah, see. Um, so that's, so. that's where the answers come from. All right. Yeah. That's a fucking episode. The next. All right. So here's the thing. I know you're going to be busy, but things are going to get crazy in November. Here's the deal. Absolutely. Here's, here's where I'm, here's where I'm sitting right now for game list coming up. There's a lot of stuff happening on each of our YouTube channels and our Twitch channels. So twitch.tv slash Colleen underscore twitch.tv slash Jake Twitchin. Each of our YouTube channels that are under there have VODs and original content as well. There's a lot of gameless stuff that's happening between reactions, uh, streams, things that we're going to talk about that you want further details on. You can find things there. Also, everything is available at Game List Show, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, Twitch, you, you name it. We're, we're somewhere on one of those three channels. Among the things that are happening, a bunch of reactions from me during the daytime over the next couple weeks for whatever they announced, including Need for Speed, the Mario movie trailer, the new Pokemon trailer. Colleen and I will be streaming Final Fantasy VII Remake Integrade in preparation for Spoilist. That's going to be coming up before the end of the year. Yeah. That'll be on his Twitch channel next week, which will be yes. super, super fun. Really looking forward to that. Um, outside of that... We'll have a new game list episode proper for you at the beginning of November, probably very early in November. I would expect like the first like three days of November. Before God of War comes out. Then what I want to say is that things are going to get kind of fast and loose with the game list show. So Colin and I really haven't even talked about this, but it's sort of like what we ran into last year as well. We have spoilers to do. And games start coming out furiously and announcements start coming out insane. I'm assuming we're going to have at least a PlayStation state of play, if not a full PlayStation like conference. What do they call the big ones? Showcase. Showcase. What I will say is you're guaranteed episodes of game list at the beginning of November, at the beginning of December, at the beginning of January, of course. But if we can find time to do so, We'll do some mid-month episodes too. Maybe in December, maybe yeah. in November, definitely in January. Why, you ask? Because Game of the Year is coming up. We've Very got to figure soon. out what we're doing. We're going to be playing more games than we usually do. We're going to be working on each other's lists where we try to fill those gaps in what Colleen has played and what I have played. We're going to be looking at the list that you guys submit at YouTube. 
on our comments so that we can know what you guys think that we should be playing and what you guys appreciate as our you know communities game of the year list we've got a lot of stuff to do so we'll keep you updated with each new episode as far as when the next one is coming but my loose plan is more game list content as we ramp up those game of the year conversations running into yep. uh 2023 so a lot to look forward have to lots to talk about without a doubt colleen what am i forgetting Mm, not much i don't think we're forgetting anything it's pretty no. solid we got our plugs in we got to thank the people for listening or watching really appreciate it if you give us a thumbs up or a review it goes a hell of a long way we're getting bigger but we're still pretty small we can use every little bit of interaction that you guys can give us we really appreciate it colleen say something fancy to take us out of here bon appetit <sighs> okay bro french is fancy right it is. It is. <laughs> I, I don't know. <laughs>